Well, I may have a lot of personal problems, but I'm a total professional when it comes to my job. Hello, world. This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the best of 2022, Volume 1. Thank you for subscribing to the show wherever it is you get your podcasts, and thank you for following the show at Cape Pod on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We appreciate every follow, every like, every share, and if you want a quick, easy way to follow, the links are in the episode description, links to follow me as well. And make sure you're following and you're subscribed to the show because the word is out. Monday, April 24th, the show returns to kick off 2023 with new episodes every Monday. More details on that to be revealed on April 24th with Cape 221. So again, make sure you're subscribed so you can hear what's in store for 2023 because it's going to be interesting. And yes, me saying interesting is really underselling it. So I realize a best of compilation, a clip show, it's usually the point of entry for new listeners. So to introduce myself, my name is Chris Abalo. This is obviously my podcast. I am a writer, director, voice actor, guitar player, basically a creative multi-hyphenate. I do a whole lot of stuff, including this podcast where we have a lot of fun. And I'm not going to go through the whole history of the show and everything. Just listen to this. Enjoy. If you like the vibe, I hope we'll stick around for a while. And again, welcome to Volume 1, because there is also a Volume 2. So make sure you listen to that when you are done with this one, because it's just as much fun. Why not have twice as much fun? And there's no theme to Volume 1 and Volume 2. It's just two compilations of clips. Last year, the two volumes each had a theme with group shows in one, crossovers and interviews, in volume two, not the case this year because, well, there's just kind of no reason for it. So it's just two volumes of funny and interesting clips because that's what we do here. We and I like talking to people who are funny and interesting. And these collections take clips from 21 of the 24 episodes of the show from 2022. I need to stop myself to say all of that properly because it's a lot of 20s and a lot of twos and uh, there's, there's a lot going on. But Okay, why only 21? Why not all 24? Well, two of the episodes released last year were from the archive episodes with pre-show nonsense and other little things which were not part of the episodes proper. So that's why nothing's included from those. And then there's one solo show I did to celebrate 35 years of the Def Leppard album Hysteria. And including something from a solo show would seem a little egotistical. Now, I realize I'm the guy who named a show after me. But to say, oh, when I talked on my own about this, yeah, that's definitely among the best moments of the year. That seems a little too self-indulgent for my taste. So, yeah, there are no clips in that episode either. And if you like what you hear, I do call out the episode numbers in between the clips so you'll know where the clip is from. So if you want to go back and listen to the entire episode, then, hey, check it out. You'll have an easy reference for it, which I like doing that because it's helpful to the listener and I do listen to podcasts. I am a fan of podcasts, and it's really frustrating when people, first of all, don't number their episodes, 
And two, talk about how their shows have seasons when the episodes aren't numbered and there aren't really ways to determine like, well, what's a season? Whereas in this show, yes, the episodes are numbered. Cape 197, Cape 198, and so on, all the way up until Cape 220. So to make it easy, I just go by calendar year because everybody knows that. Going by seasons and all that stuff, unless you've been following a show, I feel like it's kind of hard to keep up. I've listened to some shows and gotten into some shows that have been on for a while. And when you hear the host say like, oh, that was way back in season one. And, you know, we're already on season three. I don't know where season one is. I don't know where it begins. You're not giving me any reference point to go back and check out what you're referring to, because I don't know. Going by the year, that seems to work for me. Giving you the episode number, also a pretty solid guideline. All right. No messing around and doing some overdrawn introduction to this whole thing. We'll get into it. We'll go back to April 2022. One year ago, myself, Christian Cordes, Mike Zapsik, and Ming Chen in the first episode of 2022. So we are going to kick off volume one with a clip from Cape 197. Do you guys yes. give less of a fuck as you get older, too? Yes. It's like, it's, oh, yeah, for sure. You're just oh, like, God. you know what? No. Yeah. I don't care anymore. You, I'm, well, I'm overdrawn that. at the fuck bank. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, if life I, is yeah. like a give a fuck bank, I want an overdraft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get to a point like, dude, I I've seen enough of this bullshit. Yeah, I don't give a fuck no, anymore. I think that's why it. bitter old people are a thing. It's great. Yeah, that's why they exist because they've just had enough. Feels- Actually, I found that over the past two years, people like getting out now mm-hmm. that when they drive, they suck even worse, and it's oh yeah, it's, oh yeah, it's weird oh, I because it. I am now, um, I'm more accepting. These days, I'm like, let it go. I, I let, you know, somebody cuts me off. It's I'm not pulling up next to him going, you motherfucker. I'm not chasing him down which side he did. streets. Which I have. Uh, you know, we chasing that. I've, I've done it. Everyone uh, everyone uh, in New Jersey has done it. Did you do it when you had Ming's car? Because that would have been great. No, that would have been no. fantastic. I, ah. it, so it turned out it was one of my best friends joking around with me. They were tailing me. Oh. And, I, and I pulled into a parking lot thinking, like, what the fuck was going on? So I got out of my car. And my friend was so scared because I didn't recognize it because it was at nighttime. He backed up and got out quickly like, Christian, it's me. I was like, you oh. fucker. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my God. But sorry, Mike, continue. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> But now it, nowadays it's like, whatever. I mean, I really don't give a fuck. And right. I don't give a fuck what you do. You know, and I'm not driving like 30 miles an hour under the speed limit. People like get up in my tailpipe, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing like. 40 and a 35, mm-hmm. and it's like, motherfucker, get off my ass. Right. I'll pull over and let them go because yeah. obviously they've got someplace more important to be. And not nine times out of 10, but like that one time out of 10 when the cop pulled them over and I'm driving by going like this to them, you know, <laughs> motherfucker, see, you're in a hurry to get a ticket now, weren't you? Yeah. And yeah, that, that witness, makes it all worthwhile. To, to witness karma like that is, 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 that's truly dream. wonderful in, in yes, of its own. Absolutely. Like that's, that's a great feeling. Oh, it is. When you and, watch a scumbag yeah. get everything they deserve. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a kink at this point. <laughs> oh, it's like, this is so sweet. And that makes you, it doesn't just make your day, it makes your week. Yeah. So you're like, ah. Oh, because you're just going right. to keep smiling about this. Yes. It's like justice. In justice. The yeah. It exists. I love yeah. It. yeah. And uh, I mean, you could be sitting there getting reamed out by your boss and you're just like got that little smile on your face going, I remember that motherfucker. Yeah. He got pulled over. That was great. <laughs> and then when you when you ground yourself again, it's going to be like, I hope you get a ticket, too. Yeah. You're not going to say uh, it. But you're oh, no, think it really, not. really loudly. Yeah. Of course you are. So. Oh, I love that type of 
justice. But uh, to answer your question, yes, the older you get, the less of a fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, zero fucks, for man. sure. Yeah. Well, it's just not worth the time. No, giving a fuck just isn't worth the no, time. No, it's not. It's. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I'm already like same thing with the people. Like, I'm happy to move over. I typically drive in the left lane because I, I'm usually going, particularly like in the parkway on the parkway, like heading here. I'm trying to go ten above. Okay. <laughs> trying to go seventy five ish. Okay. But if I see, you know, nine times out of ten, it's a pickup truck coming up behind me. I'm like, I'm just gonna move over. No. And go. Like, I'm not trying to make a statement or slow anybody down. Like, you want to speed? Be my guest. You want to do eighty five? Mm. Feel free. Because it's just like not worth. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not trying to get in anybody's way because I don't like if I'm that person and somebody's in my way. And at the same time, you know, it's the reason it's the same reason people can be such assholes on Twitter. It's because the anonymity of being in your car is the same. Nobody knows who I am. There's feels like there's no consequences. I'm surrounded by steel and airbags. <laughs> I will be fine if anything does happen. Just don't get out of the so, car. Yeah, well, that's Easy it. Enough. Exactly. Or so have that really cool um you know, hatch it by your, you know, handbrake. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I do. <laughs> just all I have to just do is put my case. hand down there and just feel it's it's heavyweight. Like, just like, I know. I, like, if shit I, goes I, down, I, I I'm ready. I'm, I could. And shit has gone down. And people have, uh, there was one time, it was oddly enough when my wife was, was pregnant, we went down to uh, Williamstown. It's by uh, Glassboro or okay. Rowan. Mm. So, uh, and she grew up, and this is it. I think it's the meth capital of New Jersey because <laughs> okay. it's Williamstown officially. It's, yeah, I, it should be. <laughs> Welcome to Williams. Williams Four Town. years running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Best meth, gold medal winner <laughs> exactly. in the, the meth meth Olympics. So, um, this guy like is behind me honking his horn, just being a real douchebag because I'm doing the speed limit, mm-hmm. and I pull into the Shoprite parking lot, which is, uh, I guess where everyone goes to, you know, congregate, have a party, fuck, whatever they do in ShopRite parking lot. Buy your exchange, So I, I pull out, I, I pull in, and he pulls in behind me, throws uh, his car into park. It's a truck. And I look back into my rearview mirror, and he gets out of his car, but I'm looking at it, and half of his hood is gone. It's missing. Half of the hood on his truck is missing. I'm like, like torn off or... Just gone. rust, rust eaten and gone. Oh, and wow. I'm like, oh, okay. This and talk about a guy who gives zero fucks. That's him, because I mean, fucking raccoons could live in there. I mean, it's just <laughs> you're like, holy shit. And he gets out and he looks at me. He's like, and he smiles and he's like missing five of his teeth on the one side. And I'm okay. like, oh shit. And I'm like, and Jules is she's pregnant and she's like, don't you dare get out of this car. She, mm. Don't you dare get out of this car, because God help. You know, because then I'll have to get out. And I'm, I'm like, don't worry about it, honey. So I looked at him. I'm like, rolled down my window. I'm like, is there a problem? He's like, you goddamn well bet there. And I'm like, all right. And I he and he's from Jersey. Right. And he's got this fucking hick hillbilly accent. And I roll up my window, throw trailer my par- car. Trailer park English. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> throw my car into drive and just like spun out. And like, I think he tried to jump in the way. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going. And I'm like, go around. See you later. And I'm like. Motherfucker, and, and she's like, I would have killed you. And she's like, and she's blaming me. And I'm like, right. this guy <laughs> was behind me, and he pulled in, and he was what, being. What was he even mad about? Like, what did you do that he would have even? I was doing you? the speed limit. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's your fucking violation. I was doing 35 yeah. miles an hour and a 35. He's like, you motherfucker. You, were, you had precious cargo, man. Like, I did, um, and I know. Well, and, that's but, ridiculous. But it's the guy part of you that. You know, when you're yeah. 30, I think I was 35 at the time, 35 at the time, you're like, son of a bitch, I will fucking end you. Yeah. You know, and 
I do have precious cargo, and I don't want my unborn child to see me, you know, not stand up to this motherfucker. And I'm like, right. wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. And, but you know, his, but he's going to hear it, and he's going to judge me. He should listen. Yeah, but uh-huh. and it's like, what the fuck? And that's that's when you start giving fucks about the things that matter. So when you get right. older, right, you give zero fucks about shit that doesn't matter. But there are some things that you give a lot of fucks about. So that's an excellent way to say. So it's just that, sh- it's, it's not much that uh, you give less of a fuck. It's just the fucks shift. Cape two hundred one. This sounds like fodder for like a a morning show. I kidded my cousin who used to hope a uh, excuse me used to uh, co-host an early morning uh, kind of like a, a CBS this morning kind of show uh, locally in in Minnesota and um, Missouri. Wow, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking Ray Liotta again, and I was just like, oh, Midwestern. No, 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 wrong one. Sorry, Happy Missouri. To finally, be playing here in the fine city of Miami, <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> Whatever. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I used to laugh at him. I mean, not laugh at him, but I, we would we would laugh together, I should say, but, so I don't sound like a complete asshole, <laughs> although that's part of my charm, I think. But I used to kind of kid him about, you know, they would have segments like Oreo came out with four new cream flavors, and we're going to be trying them today after the break, <laughs> <laughs> which it, it is kind of like morning show fodder. And I get it because I even – he said, like, you know, there's so much – I mean, this is pre-pandemic, obviously, but this is, you know, during you know, the last presidency in particular and the, the, the dividing of the Americas, <laughs> so to speak – and uh, he's like, the news is so heavy. Like, I like doing fluff was, you know, what he said to me. And, and I agree with that. So I get why people are intrigued by this. Having said that, I definitely find myself being one of those people who, when there's a new flavor of anything, I need to try it. Even if I don't like it, I have a bottle still sitting in my fridge of Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew. I haven't tried it yet. I'm gonna. Oh, no. I saw that in your fridge. I, I had to. I'm like, I have to try <laughs> the this. Hell is I wrong gave with up you? with that with Oreos because every time they're just not it as good like as the original fresh Oreos. Hell. It, yeah. <laughs> but they sound great. Like they my, sound amazing. My sister got sucked in by the Oreo creams a lot, and she would buy a package of each one. She'd eat three cookies and then just not eat the rest. Yeah, <laughs> like if the impulse to try them it's is like there. Peanut butter cup Oreos, and it's like this isn't. Yeah. yeah, it's like dulce yeah. de leche Oreo cream. I mean, Ooh, they're, they're fine. Yeah. Like, nothing beats double stuff for the golden, as far as I'm Nothing concerned. beats classic Oreos. Yeah. I do right. like the mint chocolate chip ones, yeah. obviously. Yes. No kidding. The mint yeah. chocolate. And, no shit. Or give me those fudge-covered ones. The White ones that are well, literally that, covered different. completely yeah, in fudge. Yeah. I'm white down fudge with that. Ones. There's fudge-covered ones with mint chocolate chip no filling. White, no white fudge. Yeah, I'll take a pass on the white fudge as well yeah. for various reasons. White chocolate is blasphemy. Yeah. For me. Okay, sure. All right, you can have all the white chocolate, Jack. Oreo Fest, right? Twenty twenty two. Maybe there is one with mint chocolate oh, we, chip, we all get fatter. Yeah. Oh, What's yes. that? There is a fudge covered one with mint chocolate chip filling. Oh my god! Why haven't I seen this? Listen, Ryan's no. mushroom t-shirt. Not looking in the right places. This shirt's already screaming. All right, yeah. it yeah. doesn't need any more help. Please don't tell that. him about Give me that. Give me <laughs> I can't. This thing's supposed to make me grow bigger. I'm a big kid now. Anyway, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I found myself doing that with basically. I mean, not Oreos. I haven't done that, but like. Mountain Dew or like Kit Kats. Like last year they had oh, the, the um, Kit Kats mm, are good. Yeah, yeah, like they had the I still have a package of the key lime in my fridge. I'm probably gonna eat them tonight when I get home. They're from How last summer. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not gonna go bad. They're Kit Kats. You haven't eaten them in bad. a year. <laughs> well, no, I had them. About I, them? I found them in like November and I just bought three of them because I don't want to be a pig. <laughs> I bought like three of them. Put them in the fridge so they would keep, but Kit Kats are, are good colder anyway yeah. like if you just put them in the fridge they're mm-hmm. good or leave them candy out for like in general minutes. except for like maybe candy bars chocolate like, candy is good but like yeah. gummies no chocolate 
anything. Like Snickers chocolate. bars. Is I good. actually do put gummies in the fridge. Why? I do. You like more sometimes, of a struggle? You no. Make your dentist rich. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> what could be the reason? Yeah. Sometimes, like when they're when they're like warmer, they have they're just like soggy. Oh, all right. They, they get like I'll sweaty. Have you ever noticed that? Yes. Like you have condensation like a warm bag on your gummies. gummies. Yeah. <laughs> they slip out of your hands. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. This thing's like a salmon jumping away from. Yeah. So I just I, I don't know. I like them a little bit a little bit colder. They have more uh, substance to them. I see. You know? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Jen shakes her head at me too. She's like, "Why are your gummies in the fridge?" I'm like, "Just <laughs> like, there's a method to my madness." <laughs> <laughs> let me have this. Just let me Just have. Just let this. me have this. Yeah. I want my gummies. There's one thing to not chilled. question. <laughs> yeah. Chilled my gummies. <laughs> chilled, not frozen. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, like they had the the key, lime, which I love the key lime kick. Mm. I was like, I don't know, how's that yep. gonna go? They had one that was. A legally distinct name. It was Fruit Loops, but I think it was like Fruit Cereal or Fruity yeah, Cereal yeah, or cereal. something. It was basically yeah. Fruit Loops, a legally distinct version of Fruit Loops uh, that were pretty good, which I can still find those everywhere. Those came out last summer. I know you must love the mint and dark chocolate ones. Those are great, do. which They're I was so freaked good. out because the, the Target that's near me has them on clearance. So I bought a Maybe bunch of them like, up because yeah, I'm like, are they, they discontinued? discontinued? These are delicious. Don't do this to me. Yeah. I'm, like when I allow myself to have that because I'm trying to be conscientious about weight and you know, all that other stuff. It is bikini season. So I did buy some and I said, let me hang on to these possibly until next June, like I did with these ski lime ones. But like, let me keep these for maybe six months because they're really that good. But I mean, those are the two. I mean, Oreos and Mountain Dew and now Kit Kats are doing these flavors. They seem to be the things that uh, I, I get sucked in when I see a new flavor. I'm like, even if it's something I don't normally drink like Mountain Dew, I'm like, well, I have to try it. Do you guys get like that at all when you see stuff? I mean, you kind of like, cop like to said, it with the Oreos. Yeah. With I, certain I things. To, yeah. 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 Such as so, like yeah, Kit Kats. Like I love that kind of stuff. And yeah, I, I've been through the Oreos too. Yeah, I think um, we all have. When uh, you know Doritos was doing that for a while, where they would come up with like weird flavors and then mystery flavors, and I had yes. to try that. <laughs> yeah. It was like the black and white bag, and you wouldn't know. And it would be like dill pickle. Yeah, some of yeah. these chips or something. And I was like, this like is yeah, fucking too. gross. Yeah, right. And I love pickles, pickles and I love Doritos, but this is gross. Yeah. But I had to. I had to know. DDT. Ugh, yeah, this is terrible. This one doesn't yeah. taste good um, at all. So yeah, I remember when they were doing that, and then they they have a bunch of flavors. So. Yeah, I, I, I definitely like checking that out. Even if it's fucking weird and I know it's going to be, mm-hmm. generally I'm in. The one thing I haven't tried is the Reese's with like potato chips in them or something like that. I, I haven't either. Mm-hmm. They've, got, like, no. they've got those and they've got um, Reese's with pretzels in them as well. Yes, that I, I can that. see. Cause that I, that yeah. I actually like. Yeah. 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 That I can try, but like the potato chips, I'm like, no. Nah, whole ass chips and a Reese's sounds. Yeah, whole ass chip. <laughs> whole ass chip. <laughs> whole ass chips. Smash it with a hammer and you yeah. put it in the Reese's. Yeah, no, that that sounds very, very unappealing. Now you're pushing it. <laughs> yeah. What, your I mean, cholesterol? Have you, have you ever had a, a, a chocolate covered potato chip? No. Have you ever tried that? So Jen just bought these. Uh, she found them at uh, Aldi and they're delicious. Yeah. Like you wouldn't necessarily think so. But they are very, very good. Like a really good chocolate, and it just covers the whole thing. It's, I get it. Good. I, I get it. Sweet yeah. and salty. I mean, that's yeah. why the, what like, was it? Confetti popcorn or something like that. Where it's like chocolate drizzled. I forget mm-hmm. what they call it, but it, like that tastes yeah. good because yeah, it's like the sweet stuff or kettle corn. Same thing. Kettle corn. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. So I would actually try those chocolate covered potato chips. Yeah. But like chips, that's another one. Yeah, like they make flaming hot. Aside from Mountain Dew, they make flaming hot everything. <laughs> they all do the make chips, all the everything. Lays, and all the Doritos, and the Cool Ranch, Cool Ranch flaming hot. Chips are really good, actually. I was surprised. I didn't. I thought I was like, I don't know, like flaming hot nacho cheese. I get flaming hot ranch. Ugh. I hate Cool Ranch Doritos so much. But see, these you, you might. I'm with you, try. dude. I, no, I'm not I'm, crazy about them either. Obviously, I don't really go out of my way to eat them, but I don't eat them. So I, 
I would rather eat my own ball hair. <laughs> that's no, very like, specific. Yeah. That, that's extreme. I had yeah. to come up with something I'm on sure the fly. I'm sure they're not deli- that yeah. bad. No, they are that bad. Jack would eat. Worse than Reese's- Fritos? No, not worse than Fritos. Okay. Worse than Funyuns. No, I don't mind Funyuns. I've never had Funyuns. Fritos taste like feet. That's what they taste like. They are disgusting. You know when I stopped uh, eating Funyuns? When I got a dog and I realized sometimes <laughs> their paws smell like Fritos. <laughs> And, yeah, it, and it tripped me so out. So you know. Yeah. So I was like, I, never again. <laughs> yeah. so, and it's probably been 15 years since I've eaten Fritos. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty serious. They're awful. Awful. The worst chip. They are the worst chip. They're very, actually. yeah, they're not that great. You know what's underrated, though? What's underrated? What's underrated? Two chips. Munchos. Never. Munchos. You never have munchos? Never munchos. No. Munchos are. I've never had Funyuns munch- either. M- munchos? No. no. With, I mean, munch- I remember Jesse munch. from Breaking All right, Bad. Hang on, let Christian yeah. finish his point. No, no, <laughs> munchos. Do, this is how we do four hours. <laughs> munchos have just been—they've uh, been around for a minute, but munchos have like the best chip consistency that I've ever had. Lay's sometimes are too salty. Yes, munchos yeah. are just the right amount of salty, and they—they—they palate—they're—they're they're very they—they're different yeah. when you like actually taste them. Like they're—I can't. They're 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 just around. You can find them. I recommend Munchos. What's and the then, other one? Um, uh, what are the, they, if we haven't heard of this one either, they, be very they look upset. like cones. Bugles? Yeah, bugles. Bugles, <laughs> bugles nah. are great. Yeah, nah. bugles are great. Every once in a I blue like moon, ruffles. they're my favorite. <laughs> ruffles and Pringles are my favorites. Yeah, sour cream and onion Pringles. I, I will eat a whole Pringles can anymore. in one sitting. Pringles for whatever reason. As your hand keeps getting stuck in the can. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> Well, hmm. you never go for that last chip. Right? Yeah. You let that chip Sometimes come to you. Sometimes you have to let those hard, harder <laughs> chips go, my friend. Hell no, you just do this and it comes out. Yeah, that's yeah. right. All the little pieces, that's yeah. what I do. Yeah, yeah just yeah. funnel it. Yeah. Just that, always, that always bothered me in Clerks. I was like, did the guy just not go, Nyeh. like, did no. he not yeah. just tip it down, but he Fine. got stuck? Yeah. Christian, there are a lot of stupid people out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. let's remember. I know, but and it can't Some of them be, get like, their fist stuck in a Pringle can. Oh, my God, you're right. I guess there are worse things, though. I've probably done it. I don't remember. Yeah, you think so? Probably. I yeah. think we all have. Yeah, I mean, my, my memory blocked it out to save me <laughs> yeah. the trauma. I'm like, remember that one time you tried? No, to eat a I've never got my fist stuck in a Pringles yeah, like can. Yeah, up to the elbow. Yeah. I was stuck yeah. in a Pringles can. Like, son of a bitch. Had to Although, go to the emergency room. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, I do find it funny how the the Pringles can have generated some great memes where it's like from the point of view of the chip. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's good. No. <laughs> and it's it's just someone's hand trying to fucking get it. <laughs> it's frightening. Oh, man. All right, uh, well, it's hotter than hell, as we said, and it is a little warm in here. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna dial it back a couple of months because Ryan's had a story he's been sitting on since what would have been his appearance on the half of the bag holiday spectacular had he not gotten COVID. Yeah, because he totally had COVID. Terrible timing. And. Uh, <laughs> I was so pissed. I was so looking forward to doing that show in general. I know. And telling this story. And now, six months later, here we go. Yeah, here (laughs) we go. Kate 204. So these are funny things that men have said to women because they don't fucking get it. So it started. So these are all tweets. It started with the user Peach PRC. And she says, my ex thought the eggs in my ovaries had shells on them. (laughs) <laughs> and I think about this every time a man makes a decision about a woman's body. I mean, what? go on, go on. 
I knew a guy who, th- this is a different user. This is a uh, hello coffee 17. I knew a guy who thought during your period, it was the blue liquid they used in the commercials and not blood. They also use that same blue liquid. Now, if anybody's had kids, they use that same blue liquid in like Huggies commercials too. Like, come on. I wish yeah, it was exactly. that easy. Yeah. Imagine if that came out of your kid. I mean, <laughs> it's fucked up. That'd be pretty horrendous. Like, uh, uh, these are people, have you ever eaten a pack of Twizzlers people, in one sitting yeah, oh, and then you God. go to the bathroom and you think you're dying? <laughs> like, my insides are coming out of me. <laughs> these are all replies to the original Peach PRC tweet. Okay. Okay. So uh, each one's a different user. Like, yeah, everyone's a different user. Like, okay. So another, another one. Uh, up, until last, uh, up until last week, my ex thought Plan B pills were the same thing as abortion. <laughs> of course. That's part of the problem. <sighs> That's a big part of the problem, but... My ex thought you only bled on your period while sitting on the toilet, and it only lasted a day. He thought I lied about my period lasting five days to avoid sex. That's a little misogynistic in my book. A little? (laughs) My friend's boyfriend thought women just shake over the toilet instead of wiping. So the show I listen to, there's a female host on there also, and she's like, yeah, we're, you know, after we finish, we do a twerk over the fucking toilet to get all of it out. Like, what the fuck is your problem? I once asked a guy, how often does he think women have to change their tampons? He he said, once a week. <laughs> my husband, All 52 weeks? My husband... Husband. Oh my God. They live with some of these. Thought men. you go to a doctor when you're pregnant, then just show up at any hospital and whomever is there delivers your baby. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I bled a little once after having sex because my period started and my, et- my ex asked if I laid an egg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 my ex thought that I only had one egg. <laughs> <laughs> I told you're like a chicken, right? Because it's got a shell on it. You only have one at a time. I had blood in my urine and needed to see a doctor. And he said, maybe it's your period. (laughs) My fiance thought my uterus was full of air. And when I I said it wasn't, he asked, how doesn't the baby asphyxiate? Oh, my God. A woman on Reddit said her boyfriend thought women's periods came out of their butts because his high school girlfriend once mentioned period poops. (laughs) My ex-boyfriend once asked me why didn't I try to hold my period blood like we do when we pee. (sighs) How many more of these? You know, holding blood in isn't actually a thing. There's two more. I saw a TikTok where a man thought he stuck pads to our vagina like plastic like plasters <laughs> like his velcro or something <laughs> and the last is i didn't realize women had urethras until i was 25 that's a man of course it's a man <laughs> of course it's a man leave all the dumb shit to men oh my god see this is why women are compelled to say things like my body my choice because men don't have a fucking clue like uh, they just they don't they don't no and that just and like you can't write this shit like no. if you put 16 comedy writers in a room like they probably wouldn't come up with this no. Just go looking for like actual conversation. It's like, yeah, guys are really, really stupid. Yeah. And, it, you know, listen, they counter on the show I listened to, they countered that with uh, or, uh, uh, a listener text in and said that his girlfriend turned around and asked where the bone was after they finished having sex. Cause, like cause she boner. thought it was actually bone boner or they were boning like yeah but that's in the minority yeah like, that's, that's definitely there's no comparison between that and, and if you've got that's a bimbo like 
Yeah, like that's that's dumb beyond repair. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, listen, every group has one. But of the them. rest of those those but, are like things you should have learned in fucking high school. Like yeah, I get it. Yeah. That, I get it, especially with our sex edge sex education classes in when we were younger because we went to public school yeah we're not the greatest <laughs> but still like you think after so many years of living mm-hmm. you would have just like taken these things in by osmosis maybe i mean here's a wild thought why don't you talk to a woman <laughs> about stuff other than like you know like those memes it's like so the you know where it's like the dude talking about like band shit a woman doesn't care about sports shit a woman doesn't care yeah. about where it's like you know the hot girl like rolling her eyes while yeah. the guy's like you see yeah. he's, he's standing yeah. really intensely talking about something it's like especially if you're in a serious relationship with a girl you should talk to them about these things maybe go to the doctor with them once in a while oh god yeah <laughs> like, go to a yeah go to a gynecologist meet, meet their gynecologist like even if you're even if you know you're gonna break up with the girl meet the gynecologist because maybe they're hiding, hiding something that you didn't know about you know like <laughs> yeah anything come on Doctor, guys anything alive up there yeah <laughs> i swear i felt something moving i swear it smells really bad <laughs> something's like, been up my dick <laughs> Like, you check see there's a creature in there? <laughs> All I heard was somebody yelling. Kate 200. We can't go any further without paying tribute to a great American, a great Jersian. Even though I don't sound like I'm a Jersian, I am. And uh, today, the day we're recording this, Ray Liotta passed away. And 67. It, was that all he was, was 67? Yep. Wow. Died in his sleep. Died in his well, is, well, yeah. That's the only way. They I mean, supposedly from- died in his sleep. Well, he opened his eyes, and Karen was there with a gun. <laughs> yeah, pointed wake down up, his face. Henry. <laughs> wake up. That's probably wake what up, happened. Henry. I want to show you something. Karen, what are you doing? Karen, put the gun down. I'm not gonna Karen. put the. No, that whore. Down, Karen. Go ahead, that whore. Karen, put down the fucking gun. That whore. <laughs> This is our stirring tribute to Ray Liotta. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, please continue. Karen, what are you doing? Karen! Oh, you're going to play both parts? What, I, what does that I, leave I, me? I'm, I'm, I'm you sorry. can continue playing Karen. That's I'll, fine. I'll, Go I'll for it. Let's do Have fun. He's panicking and looking for the stuff. Ready? Go. All right. Karen, Karen where's the stuff? I, I flushed it down the toilet, Henry. You Karen, that was $60,000 worth of junk, and you, you flushed it. They were going to find it, They would have found it. The cops never would have found it, Karen. They would have found it. It was in the toilet. End scene. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was uh, Janet Rossi <laughs> in two B. She's a whore. <laughs> you do that exceedingly well. Thank you, sir. I gotta say, you know, I'm a fan of your Ray Liotta, but actually, oh this is God. this is pretty damn good. You all right over there? I just, I'm, oh. You ever just have those moments where you're like, yeah, I just witnessed that. That was one of them. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> Michael, Lorraine, Bracco, and me—it's Ray Liotta. Pretty much. I mean, listen—if that doesn't get people over from these, you know, independent films on YouTube, it better. We love you, um, Ray. We do love you, Ray. We um, did, even we did. though no, we still do. Well, all right, we. He love gave you. us we... uh, many hours of entertainment. He did. One, one of the main characters of Muppets Most Wanted, lest we forget. Do you, do you really think that they're going to be going on with his Chantix commercials, or are they yanked? <laughs> I don't like, know. If there's any trace of a, lung cancer, yeah. probably not. He was not a success story. Sorry about that. Aww. Yes, this eulogy is not sponsored by Chantix. Not sponsored by Chantix. Or Goop. But, uh, or Goop. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, maybe. Certain products on Goop. Um, I'm going to see if I can get an affiliate link. I'm going to send this to them and get a, a, an insane rejection. Can you imagine? Uh, uh, Gwyneth, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. a big fan of your Yeah, we'll your send Ming to do it. Ming's everybody's best friend. Shakespeare and love. Group. 
Here you go. Yeah, Shakespeare in Love's amazing. Yeah, Man, listen. You're the best. I love yeah, it. I don't. I don't care what anybody says. I saw Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow was amazing. I, yeah, so, I used to know. work for Ben Affleck while you were tagging him. So uh, you, you were could great. Could you do me a favor and uh, you, you, were, you were great in the first five minutes. In the last five minutes of Spider-Man: Homecoming, yeah. that was that was all I needed. Yeah, nobody can hand a new suit to a kid like you. You're, you're but, just uh, the, the, the most amazing. <laughs> yeah, I thought your angry face in Endgame was great. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. So, uh, we're, Ming's going to work on it. That's why so, he's not so here. Emotional. He's currently he, on behalf. He's of working Kate, on the. the he's, he's working on Gwyneth Paltrow I'm, and the Goop people. I'm, 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 I'm going down to Goop headquarters in Atlanta, and there it is. Yeah. <laughs> they probably got a spot in Atlanta. I, I bet you they do. I'm texting Ming furiously right now. Like, please get back to us. It'd be an amazing, uh, <laughs> an amazing exclusive to announce that on this show, on the Two Hundred Show. Realize you couldn't be here, but this would more than make up for it. Thank you, Ming. Uh, yeah, and the funny thing is, a lot of Ray Liotta impressions on that clip that went there out. There were, from absolutely. We spent a lot of time doing Ray Liotta in the pre-show and during the show itself. So I guess I'm going to have to compile all of this as our tribute to Ray Liotta. And we had to we had to learn that Ray was not indeed from Chicago. We thought he was from Chicago, yeah. <laughs> the fucker was Breaking news. Mike and I are sitting here arguing with Ryan about, like, he's not from, he's from Chicago. He's like, I'm pretty sure he's born in Newark. No. No way. Mike and I indignant, just like, no way, he's How not. Dare Listen to you. that accent. That's, How dare you, Ryan, sir? That's Dennis Farina all day yeah. long. And you know it. And lo and behold, fucking guy was born in Newark, grew up in <laughs> Union. Didn't sound like it at all. No, not even a little bit. And he also had the, the same, you know, never mind. I was going to say. Um, oh, yeah. now we're the drawing same, lines? The same, the same Dennis Farina, um, you know, patches on the face. Oh, yes. We talked about that. You talked about the texture of his face. <laughs> Did, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yeah. You 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 compared it to Metamucil, as I recall. <laughs> I, it was. Uh... I was not kind. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. I was not trying to be. Are you happy you made his remaining months miserable by complaining about his, <laughs> yes. his complexion? Oh my God. Like, um, show? Maybe that's what did him in. Like, he may have clicked on this video. He's uh, like looking at. It, he's like. I'm going to go right. to YouTube. Oh, these guys talk about Sicilian Vampire. Oh, oh that was one of my favorite movies. Oh, I loved hey, working oh, on that flick. Yeah, that, uh, Let's see what's going shit on, on here. It, but, oh, what the fuck? My face is like, what? Hey, I know that guy. He used to be on After Walking Dead. Yeah, I know who he is. Shit. And he's making fun of me. I'll fuck it. And, and then he dies uh, in his sleep. Uh, he may have been dreaming about you making fun of him in his sleep I and mean, had a heart attack it. and that was it. Oh, you may God. have killed Ray Liotta, Mike. <laughs> I hope you're happy. Actually, I was over him with the gun going... Henry, wake <laughs> up! Your insults. Gonna go get a dermabrage. <laughs> and that was it. Then he's yeah, out the door. It's like no way. I'd rather die than get that. And he did. <laughs> How do you live with yourself? I really don't think I can from now on. I don't think you can either. Nah. Cape two ten with Corey Pierce. So I should have said up front, drummer for Disciples of Verity, God forbid. Uh, didn't get into that specifically, but oh yeah, I do the I do that thing. You do that. Uh, how does that start? I mean, is it the classic like you're banging on pots and pans as a kid, and no, parents are um, like, uh, look, he's ruining our kitchenware. Just get him a drum set so you can beat on that. Like, how did how did you get into drums of all instruments? Um, honestly, it didn't happen like that at all. I mean, I honest, I played piano first. I, I was playing piano for like three years because my mom plays mm -hmm. piano. So that was the first instrument that I took up. And then um, I had a friend, Willie, uh, that used to be at my parents' church. And he used to play drums. And um, one day he just had me pick up some bongos to go along while he was playing drums and shit. Mm -hmm. And it basically just escalated from there. Um, but it took a little while, honestly. 
Yeah. Before that happened, like figure I started taking piano lessons when I was like six or seven. Wow. And then I was doing that for like three years and some change. So I didn't really start playing drums. So I, I, I was like, there's all kinds of people messaging me right now. I hate that shit. <laughs> I told people like, leave me alone. I'm trying to do a show. But um, <laughs> I didn't start playing drums till I was like 11 or 12. So wow. in the grand scheme of things, some people think that's early. Some people, I wish I would have started earlier. Like I wish I'd have started playing drums when I play, started playing piano. But I'm still thankful that I got the time to to play because it did help my musical education overall. Right. Um, but uh, that's how it basically got started. Like it was kind of like this thing where I was just playing bongos with a friend of mine who played drums. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I got in like concert band, you know, you play concert snare, concert bass. Like you don't really know shit because you know, you're 12, 13. I mean, some people do, but I didn't, I didn't really have any, true natural proclivity towards the instrument Mm -hmm. i I was definitely better as far as learning rate at piano like i took a more natural i guess you know yeah uh, more of an affinity for piano you think yeah uh, initially yes like i made a um a lot of progress in the first year pretty quick um as opposed to playing drums like if i was to look at the two Mm -hmm. um playing drums is very tough (laughs) yeah but um it takes a special kind of individual and i use that word special in (laughs) the many ways that you could possibly use it to to play drums like you're not you're not right mentally i I can't see where you would be (laughs) you have to be a little strange to want to beat skins you just well i mean i think that you have to be a little bit of you know somebody who enjoys beating up on themselves mentally and physically on some level (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh wow really <laughs> yeah really <laughs> i mean is it that far off <laughs> i mean um there's different versions yes as i like to say but that is definitely a part of all of us i think is the madman you know <laughs> the insane creature that is inside you that allows you to you know basically beat on huge wooden tubs with wooden sticks you know <laughs> that's not normal shit to do no uh it's also not normal to separate your brain into four or five different things going on all simultaneously all the time. Right. Cause that's shit that you can't shut off. Uh, I've realized <laughs> that nobody told me about that when I started playing either, you know, that's like you work really hard to get all your limbs to do all these different things and kind of operate, you know, uh, against each other as well as in tandem with each other. And that brain never shuts off ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? You get those moments where you get to sleep and the rest of the time it's, you know, (laughs) the switch is flipped and it's never going back off again. Yeah, that's it's there's no going back. You know what I mean? Blood in, blood out, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) So at what point did you get into a band? Like you started on a kit, uh, I'm I'm guessing at like 12, 13. So when did a band come? Um, I actually started just playing snare drum. And then uh, I think when I was like 12, my mom got me my first drum kit Mm. um and i was kind of like my older brother played guitar so i started playing guitar a little bit too um and then i was practicing piano and then i was playing drums a little bit um i didn't really get serious about it until i was like 13 Mm. and i I started taking lessons from a guy that taught my uh high school marching band 
what well, would be my high school marching band. At the time I was 13, I just knew him from the music store that was like, it was, he had a corny music in Somerville. Wow. And he was the son of the owner. And he also taught like Immaculata. He taught him Piscataway. He taught a bunch of drum lines. Um, and I ended up going to see, and I remember one of the first songs I, I was learning to play was, uh, um, was Slayer South of Heaven. It was uh, Spill the Blood. <laughs> And I remember that's being where you started. And, him to this. And, and, and this guy, like he was super preppy too. like mm-hmm. his name was J.R. Thompson. And he was that guy, you know, had the preppy cut, had the half cut T-shirt back. Like, we're going back to the 80s, had the white Reeboks with the Velcro. Right. The whole nine. Like he was <laughs> as white as I could get. You know what I mean? As far as like upstanding white guy. Um, and I remember taking that in and showing it to him. And it was like, you know, that's what really set it off for me as far as playing a drum kit and that type of stuff. Like I was doing a little bit of jazz band too at the time, Mm. but like it was such in the beginning stages that I didn't even really understand the concept of what jazz was at that point. Right. I just knew that my teacher played it and he's like, all right, play this, you know, that, that kind of thing. Right. Um, but I took this, uh, song into play to, uh, my, my teacher and he's like, okay, We'll learn it, buddy. We'll get on. We'll get right on it. Let me show you how how we're going to do this, you know. (laughs) And that's pretty much where it really started to become real. And then um, when I turned 14, I ended up going to high school. Um, My band director, who was actually a really amazing drummer, he also taught two drum corps, and he was just a great player. So that kind of shaped me. So I started marching drum corps and focusing on that, and I kind of wasn't really – I was still playing my drum kit, but it was kind of less important at right. the time. You know, I was way more into marching stuff and playing classical music and classical percussion and stuff like, which I actually ended up getting trained in. And then I was also doing jazz band, anything I could do to just keep playing all day, basically. Totally. So then, you know, I started taking theory in high school and I was joining guitar ensemble and played a jazz band, marching band, all that shit. <laughs> so I was just, you know, that's where it took root was at that time. I was happened to be surrounded by a lot of guys that were just really good. Mm. Um, so that, that also helped. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, <laughs> that makes you step up your game when you got some other people around you who are like, Oh, this well, is how that, I get better. It's the amount of knowledge that, that people can give you. It's like, if you have somebody around you, like say my band director wasn't a drummer, he was just, uh, you know, whatever he played his, his main instrument was saxophone, let's say, mm-hmm. but he was still a band director, whatever, you know, he's a teacher. The fact that my band director was a drummer and he was not just a drummer, he was good. You know, he, and he used to, he used to say crazy stuff to us too, man. Okay. He used to come over and like, you know, we'd have our drums on stuff and we, you know, he, he wrote a lot of the parts for the drum line. Cause he wrote for other drum corps and taught and he'd come over and be like, He's like, you know what? You guys suck. I don't even practice anymore. Look at you. You're pathetic. You're pathetic. Get it together. <laughs> Got to get it together out here. You know, he used to do crazy stuff. He he made me play. I remember he made me play next to a brick wall with my drum on after school because I had bad technique. <laughs> and every time my hand would flip over, I'd hit this brick wall. And this was all to teach me to, to play in time and have mm. better technique. So he used to beat a garbage can next to me with a metronome <laughs> going while I was playing next to this wall, you know, pow. Oh, it's like a movie from like it's a, it's full metal from a jacket. Kung Fu movie. It's yeah, like, it was like some like Kung Fu movie <laughs> shit. You know, you have the training uh 
montage. Right. It was kind of yeah. like that. But it lasted for years. <laughs> <laughs> it's like prison. So, <laughs> Drum prison. Yeah. Percussion I'll prison. I'll tell you what, though. I, it makes you better, you know, because totally. the cost is, is is higher. So you're just like, you're putting in a lot more effort. Yeah, you get it together uh, a lot faster when you got that kind of oh, concentrated yeah, absolutely. discipline. <laughs> Pain is an excellent motivator. Right? Cape 215. Oh, yeah. This is why this one threw me off, because there wasn't like a two-hour pre-show before this one started. Yeah, that's the difference with live shows. Is, I mean, we, we got started like 10 minutes later than planned, but, you know, it's like a doctor's appointment or a concert, a wedding. Nothing starts on time. So, but we started like 10 after. Not too bad. Or uh, colonoscopy. I mean, really? Okay. Sure, why not? It's, is it? Wait a minute. My, hang on. Because, all right, I had a birthday. Congratulations! You're going to get a colonoscopy. Is it is it That's time a, for colonoscopy? Is um, it fifty that you start the colonoscopy? I should probably know this. You do start at fifty. Okay. Um, uh, did I start at fifty? Yes, I did. I started okay. at fifty. So yeah. All right. Well, countdown begins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Siri, remind me two years before I have to have my colonoscopy, yeah. so I can start sweating. Yeah. And uh, it's they did a couple a couple of plugs to get things nice. Never yeah, mind. a couple plugs. Sorry. Right there, you <clears> go. Um, Speaking of plugs, no, yes. um, they, <laughs> they, knock, Broad Street, they, right back they knock you out when they give no, you a colonoscopy, they knock you out a mm-hmm. uh, lot, much like prison. They, they knock you out <laughs> and then you wake up and you feel refreshed uh, in prison. I, I don't think you do prison when they knock you out and then, you know, give you that kind of colonoscopy you get. You they, they usually leave something behind. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! I know. Uh, okay, That's... boy, we're we're five minutes in. We're already talking prison rape. <laughs> Cape's back, everybody. Let's talk toilet wine, folks. That's right. Um, where the hell was I? Oh yeah, so six more, episodes, six more episodes uh, of the show, and then um, there'll be a break again. But uh, best of there'll be two best ofs again. Best of twenty twenty two, volume one and volume two. They'll go out in January because there's going to be a break at the beginning of the year again because. Well, a couple of reasons, but uh, the best of not going to push it out right away, going to give it a little bit of time. You get through the the holidays and then the residual holiday hangover, and then you can revisit the highlights from Kate from last year. Uh, even though there were less episodes, it just makes sense to divide it up into two best ofs just to make it more uh, digestible. So that'll be announced later on, but that'll be in January. So yeah, six more to go. We can end on 220, which is good because I like that we'll be starting the new year with an episode that ends in number one. Okay. And then maybe do aim for like 30 episodes next year and then kind of go from there. Gotcha. Uh, I just had a thought. And Christian, tell me if this is feasible. How about a live colonoscopy? There you go. You wear a hero cam. Maybe that'll be what will be up to like Cape 400 by then. So maybe. Okay. Well, I'm I'm saying get it early. Wait, for whom? For you. Get it early, man. Go go for it early. And, you know, because... Early prevention is the best tool. I mean, that if, if there is a, this is going to sound really shitty, but stick with me, folks. <laughs> Shit, stick, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if there is a cancer to get, prostate cancer is the one in as much as it's insanely treatable, curable, of course. and everything else. So, I mean, it's it's worth it to do what you can to, you know, head it off at the pass. Yeah, it's so, probably for the best to, to get it diagnosed as early as possible. But yes. um, this is not why not PS- start nine years early. But seriously, this is not a PSA. So, but just do it for the fucking content. the content. Holy crap! How awesome would that be? I you go in and the, then I could see an article starting with that man. Man does podcast during colonoscopy to promote show. Yeah, that would I be great. Just wear a hero cam. 
Why don't we, you and I should do it to get, when's you, when do you do for your next one? Tell me it's 2023. Uh, I'm, I'm, let's say 2023. Okay, because we should do like um, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Tom Hanks do, where they have a party the night before. They all do the 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 flushing. They drink the whatever right. it is that it turns every it turns that, your your stomach into a the, faucet. The barium enema, yeah. Okay, and then we we have like a, a show the night before, and then we do the show the day after. Oh my god! But because it's, it's, it's more fun if there's somebody. To, like along for the ride, so to speak. And why not you? Yeah, why not? You're not above it. You wake up and you're like, I, that was like the best power nap I've ever had. Nice. And you're like, nothing, nothing hurts down below because, you know, they're amazingly still. Because professionals. Yeah, they are. <laughs> not amateurs like in the aforementioned prison. Yeah, you know, it's not like, so, yeah, exactly. It's not like, you know, Fisto from Masters of the Universe is down there going, I'm going to fist this. And no, it just doesn't happen like that. It's, it, they are. They're loving. Noted. Yes. So, okay. uh, yeah, and the, the day after is like, it's not like you're walking around going, oh, my God. It's, it's you know, not a stack of three pillows. Yeah, you're, you're not doing that. Or, or, yeah, like, oh, man, I just I just wrote out a, you know, tombstone. Damn it. And <laughs> yeah. not like that at all. It's just like. It's like, oh, trigger. <laughs> you're just wandering around. You're a little loopy. Yeah. Because they you know, send you they, home with a hind donut. Or uh, no, like nothing. Un- unless you, I'm, I mean, they, they probably sell one at the gift shop. Uh, probably. I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, with you know, it's pro- well. Uh, no, I love the hospital up. gifts. Gift shops. Those are the best. Because where are you going to get like a little little stuff teddy bear that says "I love you"? You know, it's yeah, exactly. When it's not like February fifth, right? Cape two hundred one. So I'm outside in my front yard. I'm putting up Christmas lights. There are you know, a bunch of other neighbors doing the same thing. There was a random nice day in like November or so. And um, I have one of those um, like pole and hook systems to put the, the clips on the gutter. So that way you don't have to actually climb up on a ladder or go up on your roof. Well, maybe you need to climb up on a ladder, Junior. So yeah, well, I'm, I'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get to that. So you know, this thing makes life a little bit easier. So you don't have to get up on your roof and you don't have to climb up on a ladder, but they're plastic clips. And sometimes if a part of your gutter is warped or you you have to like pull it down so that it actually clips and doesn't, you know, pop off. But if you pull a little bit too hard or the gutter is warped, the thing just snaps and then you're down a clip. So the gutter or the clip, the clip. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's like ripping gutters. So I've had at least (laughs) shit. (laughs) Even with this thing, at least once a season, I have like a Clark Griswold style freak out in my front yard. You? Yeah. So like (laughs) I end up throwing the pole across the yard after I've broken like the sixth clip. I do remember one Christmas story. Just finish yours. But I do remember the one year you got a tree and you're like, fuck, fuck, trying to cut the tree. And you've got like a butter, like a butcher knife to cut the top. Oh, yeah. You're like, fuck. There's still a mark on my ceiling from the time I like scraped the top of the tree. Yeah. All right. That's Jacqueline. In, yeah. Jack lived in Ryan's house for three and a half years. There's a lot of stories yeah. there, I'm sure. Yeah, there but are a lot of stories. Subscribe and you'll hear them in the future. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So um, uh, I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing. And then my my neighbor, my next door neighbor, kind of like ambles over to me. And there's been a vibe. We've lived next door to each other for about 10 years. And I don't like him very much. And I get the vibe that he doesn't like me very much. And I don't know why. So he walks next to one another. That's yeah, I, I mean, there are there are a couple of little backstories. That he's I, seen that I, short fuse yeah. in action, it's right? Like, ah, yeah, he's seen this. Yeah. curses on his front lawn. So every Christmas. <laughs> he comes over to me with like this smirk as I'm like hooking up these these clips to the gutter, and he's like, and within his very thick Russian accent, he's like, "Why don't you just jump up on a roof? You're like woman doing, not like man." 
And I'm like, you know what? Why don't you fucking blow me, Vladimir? Why don't I just jump up on the roof? You know what? If you must know, Zangief, I had to get a new roof and spend 20 grand. I'm sure you heard the noise that day. And I was just, I, my jaw was in dropped between open. bottles of vodka, so, yeah. you probably heard the noise. So yeah, in the 10 years wow. that we've lived next door to each other, I think this is maybe the second time he's actually talked to me in any fashion. And this is what he chooses to say to me. And I'm just like... I don't even know what to say to you right now because you didn't say <laughs> does he Zangief? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I call you Zangief? Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Like, I'm not going up on the roof. I, I got this. And then he he walks away, and we were Jen and I were coming home from the from the store earlier that day, and he was up on his roof, mm-hmm. and I saw him as we turned the corner on, onto our street. Did and he point to your wife like you're married to a woman? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So and he I hang tree lights like yeah. a woman. I, I, I'm thinking to myself silently. I'm sure I'll fall, but I don't think I'm lucky enough to have him break his neck. <laughs> because you know, yeah, because it, oh, you're that neighbor now. No, I'm that neighbor now. Yeah, yeah you're so, able to like, pivot really like, quickly. Yeah. So why don't you bend over and I'll show you? Yeah. <laughs> If he dies, he dies. Why don't you just jump up on the roof? Yeah, like I'm not trying to put my foot through uh, the shingles on my brand new roof that I had to spend 20 grand on. And I'm not trying to fall off and die. And with your yard, you can't put a ladder anywhere because it's kind of a curved. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you jump up on the roof. You have fun with that. And when you fall off and break your back, like, don't come crying to me. So, <laughs> you know, you yeah. should you should have encouraged him to do it and be like, oh, why you break back like woman? Yeah, right. <laughs> In Mother Russia, Christmas lights hang you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so like there were. Don't you have any how, yeah. <laughs> how, how, I'm not. So here's the thing. How I'm big not, is this dude? Uh, he, I mean, he's he's a normal sized dude. He's not. What does like, that mean? He's not. He, he's not as you're big no as, gauge. He's not as big as Zangief is. Okay. For so instance. Like, yeah. He's though. like, is he as tall as me? Yes. Okay, maybe, six it, feet. ish, yeah, ish. Okay, 5'11", yeah. maybe six feet. Okay. He's got a white panel van, and it's kind of creepy. And I mean, everything about yeah. this smells like a villain to me. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, like the the first interaction I had. Did you get your guy. ass kicked in Atomic Blonde? Right, I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You were in that movie, weren't you? He won't leave my Ukrainian neighbor alone. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the end. Like, I'm not even actually sure if he's Russian. He sounds Russian. Like, I, I'm, so we're just gonna go with it. So for all intents and purposes, he's Russian. Yeah, he's yeah. Russian, for, and for, now we're in a everyone yeah. hates Russia mode. So like this this fits. Right. Hey, yeah. Russia. So the, the you were ahead of the curve, though. Yeah, I was ahead of the curve. Because you hated him 10 years ago. Yeah. Before hating Russia was cool. Yeah, so the, the first interaction I had with this guy was just after Hurricane Sandy. This was probably, I don't know, six months after I moved in. Not even. Not even. Yeah, Hurricane Sandy yeah. was October 2012. Yeah, we, were, we yeah. were less than six months there. Yeah, so the, the day like of- like four uh, months. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Four, four months, yeah. So the day of landfall- uh, the power had just gone out. I was watching Cowboys and Aliens on HBO, and I was enjoying and it. I, and then I the power goes out. I'm like, "Yeah, he, he was like, fuck." <laughs> so, I, like, I was thinking that like, this wasn't really going to be that big of a thing, and I was tired of the mouth breathers like cleaning out the grocery we stores. Recorded and, a whole podcast you know, about it, right? All this, all this kind of stuff. Episode. I'm like, yeah, "You're all, you're all idiots. This is yeah, going to be nothing." That I had <laughs> edit because I lost power. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I had edit and post the episode about it's probably nothing. Yeah, so I, I go out in my car after the power goes out to charge my phone because I didn't even think to charge my phone. I was like, this is, is going to be nothing. Like, <laughs> Ten you know, minutes we, we, we've had hurricanes there. before. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so, so I'm yeah. sitting in my car charging my phone, and the wind is just crazy. And it's there's a big brushy tree just over the chain link fence on his yard. And I'm kind of like glancing over, and the, tr- the tree is leaning and leaning and leaning and leaning. And then eventually it just falls on top of my car while I'm in it. Oh, my God. It's being half held up by the power line going to my house, crushes the chain link fence between us, and is sitting on my car. So I'm able to just pull out. 
and the car is and the, the tree is hanging there for like three days. So I wait until the dust settles, and I I kind of like go over to his house all sheepishly. I'm like, I've never spoken to this guy, and I'm like, mm-hmm. do you think like whenever you get a chance, maybe you can pick up this tree that's like hanging on my power line, like. And he's like, blah, 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 and like grumbled something, and mm-hmm. that was basically the end of the oh, interaction. Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Yeah, and then like <laughs> we uh, we had just gotten our dog Stella a bunch of years later, and uh, you know Jen had her out for a walk, and she just like poops on on his lawn, <laughs> and he's so and she's got a bag with her, like she's gonna pick it up, mm-hmm. and he's standing at his like at his door, like inside of his door through his glass door, peeking through, like his- <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's like hawking her, and she makes eye contact with him eventually. He's like, pick it up, like. Through his door, like like hawking her and like glaring, and I'm like, this guy's kind of an asshole, isn't he? <laughs> sounds like it. So yeah, so and like, he's I, always so home. There's it like, a, like, and he's so. always home. Yeah, and he's I don't know. Mafia, he just and Russian then he never mafia. like talks to me, yeah. and so I'm like, it's I a witness just, protection. I feel like I don't like this guy. Yeah, isn't um, his kid the one who has the car? Yeah, that's his loud kid. As yeah, he's got a kid like who like a twenty something. He's got one of those oh. souped up like Honda Civics, and oh, awesome. he'd be outside it's at Tom night like blaring this like horrible thumping bass music at night and i'm like you could hear it from nebraska and i'm like will you shut your fucking kid up already god i hate him so um, how long did it take him to <clears throat> remove the tree from the power lines uh he he did it within a, a day or two after oh, okay. after i finally right. asked him this was like three days after the storm well, yeah that's why i was wondering if he like, yeah, took so his time I was like yeah let me give him a couple problem. of days and then like i'm like this tree is still hanging there on the power line like in my driveway <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. so i'm like can you <laughs> so there's a history yeah. There's so, an uncomfortable history. There's an uncomfortable history. So then there's an addendum to okay. the story. Um, this is probably back in April. On uh, we had a really nice day. I was in my backyard, like pulling some weeds. I, we had like rock beds in the corner. We've been slowly redoing the backyard, and he. We have like a shitty wooden fence between us, like on that part of the yard, mm. and that you can see right through. So he's got like a little dog who is like yapping at me through the fence, and he comes out to like shush the dog, and he like sees me. I'm like bent down pulling weeds and he's like, what do you got going on here? And I'm like, oh, you know, just, just pulling some weeds. And he's like, it, it, it looks good. Looks good. And I'm like, oh, oh, thanks. And he's, and he starts like talking to the dog. He's like, why, why are you barking at him? Like they're, they're, they're good people over here. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? And what have you done with my <laughs> asshole neighbor? I'm like, I couldn't believe that this guy's like trying to have a conversation with me. He's right. actually being nice. Wait, yeah. This, this I'm past being, April? Yeah. This is just this. Yeah. Like a couple Four of months ago. ago. Being like, yeah. neighborly. Yeah. Being neighborly. He was like, well, that looks, looks good. He's like, why, why you bark at these people? They're good people. And I'm like. You're, this is invasion of the yeah. body snatchers because you are not the guy that's lived next door to me for ten years, and now I like kind of feel bad about like hating you for a decade. Right, but now I'm but not now, even sure. Like, cut are to you... seven months later. Yeah, <laughs> you are a woman. You are hanging yeah, out yeah. like woman. Yeah, like woman. <laughs> so anyway, like, he's on his roof. You guys come home. Yeah, he's so, on his roof. So he's he's ago. on his roof, yes. and I'm like, yeah. So right before that, I see him on his roof, and I'm like, kind of hoping in the back of my mind that he'll fall. And then this is before he comes up to me and says, you're like woman doing, not like right. man. I'm sorry. And I'm like, prior, you, yes. you motherfucker, you. Like, <laughs> who do you think you are? Like, I'm like a woman. This is what you say to me. You've talked to me maybe once, and this is the second time, and this is what you choose. These are wow. the words that yeah. you're going to bring over here. And I'm like, and I couldn't tell. Like, Is, is he, he divorced? Is he, is no. there a woman that live in house? No, yeah, there's a woman. I'm sure her name is Petra. She seems yeah, nice she's enough. She's tied to a chair. And yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
She gets so like I now now I don't I, I don't she know what to think of that belly. guy now. Like I've I've had yeah. a I've had an opinion of this neighbor for ten years and now I don't don't know what to think of him. Petra is, he, is fine. She gets her elbow yeah. every day. <laughs> is he actually nice? <laughs> so now uh, he sees this clip on YouTube. Yeah. What do you do now? What do I do? Now he yeah, I was like, your door. <laughs> now he does. Why you bad yeah. me? I see you. I, I see, see you, you in studio. On yes. podcast. All I do I is love you. All I do is say you are a good neighbor, even if you are a woman. Even if you are a woman. I told Yitzi to not yell at you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so a lot of mixed messages from this. A neighbor. lot of mixed messages. And now I don't know. So what nothing happened when you saw him on his roof. You just saw him on his roof and prayed for him to fall. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw him No, yeah. I God, him on if his you roof do exist, and, and I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> just just because I like, didn't just like him. Just let him break a leg. Yeah. Just a leg. And then he comes over and says that to me. And I'm like, oh, now I really wish you would have fallen. <laughs> I'm going to ice your step, pal. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm going to spray like down Joe Pesci in Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Ugh. I had to get that off my chest. Kate, 197. Wow. And while that may not have aged well, it is a, a, pardon the pun, stern reminder of how great MTV used to be. Yeah. <laughs> that there would be cool shit like that happening on MTV. Yeah. Yeah, when the award shows, like I miss the MTV Movie Awards being like the anti-Oscars. Right. Where it's like best villain, best duo, you know. So what, would have, what would have happened there? Yeah. And then they, at some point, best they just slap. became, oh, well, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> timely. Yeah. Timely. Had to go there. I mean, ne- they, they'll have it next year, or at least the Razzies will. Oh, of course they I will. I mean, they have to add a best slap category if nobody Why wouldn't else, they? Because it's pretty obvious. <laughs> I mean, we don't, see, so. but if like, I was the Razzies, I'd just make Will Smith win every year because that'd yeah. just be hilarious. It's make no one ever fucking Oh, the best slap? Best yeah. slap goes to Will Smith. Still. In 2030. Yeah. Right? For the 35th year in a row. He finally won an Oscar, and then he wins a Razzie every year since. Yeah. <laughs> They're sending trucks to his house full of Razzie awards. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's that's got right. all the... Can you imagine, like, 30 years from now, they open up, uh, like, a storage facility. It's like, all right, locker number 47, up for grabs. It's yeah, just storage fucking wars. Razzies it's like- and one Oscar down there. And Will Smith asleep in a cot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jada didn't want me Jada? no more. Right. I don't have any more. What? Oh, sorry. Jada. Kicking me out of the unit. I will say, as sick as I got of hearing everybody's bizarre takes on that whole situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, my only joke was, wait, you're telling me people still watch the Oscars? Like, that's the only social media joke I made because I'm like, I don't watch them and I haven't in a long time. I just don't care. I lied, actually. I did watch last year because I want to see if Joe Pesci was going to win for the Irishman, uh, which he didn't. So I immediately tuned out. But... I, I don't watch award shows. I generally find them to be pretty boring. And, uh, and just because I'm not invested, it's it's an award show nobody watches, celebrating movies nobody's seen. That's and it's what also, the Oscars are. And it's also, um, you know, it, you, they've got to, their hands have to be tired from masturbating everyone in that fucking auditorium. Right. For God's sakes. Holy shit. It's, it's just one big circle jerk. It's like billionaires congratulating other billionaires. Right. Yeah. And I and I get why people are sick of the pageantry of that whole thing. Like that, I get where they're just like, you know what? We don't need to see like these same people at every show just getting awards and dressed really nicely and celebrating themselves. And then the pandering but, awards where it was like the best movie moments and shit like that just seemed so... Was there like a like, fan vote award? Like yeah, favorite movie moment it, and shit it, like that? Yeah. It like, just seems so I, inauthentic. I, I love stupid. this. I love it. You guys are so full of shit. So if you got invited, you wouldn't go? Nah, probably. Honestly, no. I would. You I wouldn't go. No, no, to the Oscars. You wouldn't go. Hell no. I One, would. I, I would attend. I hate getting in a. I hate getting in any sort of okay. super tuxedo. I mean, two, I do too. But I need the story. I need because I, I can. I can do a, an extended episode of the show. Like 
That's fair. I just want the story of like I went to the 2028 Academy Awards and it was okay. fucked up. Like I honestly <laughs> just if I could go once, I don't need to present. I don't need to be nominated. No, just go. Just you to go. Just go. You get maybe and either to you get a seat filler job or you know maybe in some way invites you get to sit on the at the round tables when they bring those back. I could have too because I used to live up the street from the Kodak Theater. I should have tried to get a seat filler job. And you know what? You probably get one of those swag bags that are worth like. $45 million. Yeah, exactly. So that'd be great. You, you right. get, oh, cool. I got an iPad, and it says Will Smith on it. It's great. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> oh, I must have gotten the B-level one. I got a bottle of Molorton. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> listen, it, was, it, it had to. It's it's right here, even though you can't tell from the label, because... You you took the wino's actual bag. That was his goodie bag. Yeah. Damn yeah, it. I, I hear the seed filler job is not that hard to get. Um, I don't well, well, that's the, it. It's kind of an open thing, because... It's boring right. <laughs> to be a seat filler. Right, unless I think, well, I think they try to get people excited to be there. At least. Oh, for so. sure. But it's like, it's not like a, a great job because you're not, you're not supposed to talk to anybody. You're not no. supposed to make eye contact sure. with anybody. Ming, so. would you have, have fun going there? Would you be like, I'll, I'll go to the Oscars? Yeah, absolutely. Really? I, I, yeah. I'd be like, fuck this. Night. For as many events as he goes to. Uh, exactly. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Like, yeah, no, the Oscars told, would, would be amazing. And I'm, totally not, I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying, like, you'll go to all the cons and all well, the everything and you have a blast doing it. So, like, the Oscars. That's true. Seems like the next logical step sure ming goes to you know um executions and he's a seat filler for hey, the get out of here you That's wouldn't go to awesome. an ex- you I, wouldn't go to an execution uh that that would be a that'd be fucking tough to to sit, to sit through. through yeah yeah no, i don't i don't think that's one depends on how they do it though well um, how about this lethal how- injection <laughs> not that interesting the guy no no that's um, electric chair electric chair yeah Some, pretty much you would, uh, would you go to that could I go to a hanging? Yeah, a public hanging. So it's not just you; it's other well, people who are just as messed up as you are. But, but who want to see? It would have to be someone who did something fucking heinous. I, is yeah, it, so well, it's in, entertaining. In that, general, is not, not the people that entertaining. Have, no. So you'll at least you can justify sure. yourself being there. Like being there. You know, yeah. I mean, they don't, ha- they don't hang jaywalkers. So yeah, to I, be I, fair, like it's gonna be somebody. Yeah. It's like they're gonna hang Harvey Weinstein. Would you go? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Oh, 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 well, no, let's just put, listen. The guy's convicted. I'm not putting it out there of like someone that's like there are rumors this person might be this is a convicted, you know, rapist. And we all know. So yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of an open secret, which even before weird. it was a legal thing. But in, like in a weird way, he signed our paychecks for many years. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, but I, yeah, I'd, I'd go for yeah. for Weinstein. Yeah. If and you found out that you know he contributed to like people's deaths, and yeah. you're like. You know what, motherfucker? Yeah, I want to see you swing. Right. Sure. Okay, so you I'd would go. go to that. Yeah, I would yeah. go too. Yeah. Totally go. But it'd have to be, that, or a guillotine. If they could bring the guillotine. That would be, <laughs> that yes. would be. And that they could do for jaywalkers. I mean, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that fucker, you know, he made me slam on my brakes. Son of a bitch. Off with his head. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we might be going that way. I feel like not to bring this to a sociopolitical area, but uh, it kind of seems like the mob mentality might get to the point where we start doing... Public execution, but I've never. I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just saying, kind of feels like we're on the road to that. You know what? It, but it, that's the mob mentality, and you got to take that step back from the mob. You know, you don't want to be one of those. Nobody wants to be the villager with the torch and the pitchfork. You want to be the calm, rational. <laughs> well, some guy. do. Everybody wants to be um, Claude. Uh, what was it? Claude Aikens in um, you know Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. You want to be that guy who's like, you know what? Give this guy a break. So he goes out in the backyard. He looks up to the sky. You know, in the you know four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's a Martian, and it really fucking doesn't. You know, dude's got 
insomnia. So he goes out back and he stargazes. I said it was right. insomnia. Yeah, it was insomnia for you. Spoken by one of the least calm, rational guys I know. This is, I'm actually pretty this, calm and rational. This, this no, is the guy who flipped out at McDonald's where he couldn't get his Rick and Morty sweet and sour sauce and flipped out <laughs> at McDonald's on, on Twitter. Like the, no, I didn't. I just went to Burger King. It's not like I'm like, you sons of bitches, you uh, stole my... I, you pretty much said that no, in I a roundabout In a roundabout way, that's roll, not... Roll back the game tape. I will find that tweet. Please. I will find that tweet <laughs> no, I was, where that you were just get on, on, on McDonald's. Actually, you know, actually, I will find that tweet from 2017. Because they said that they got... Uh, yeah, go to town there, Go Christian. to Twitter, yeah. At, Mike, my, at Michael Zapsic. They were supposed to get... They said... We were we were Rick supposed to get twenty five sour sauce. Yeah, just yeah. Tell the story. Wait, but is tell this because story. is this because of the show no, you guys were yeah. included? Or was no, this no, just no. The no, 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 as a no. member of the public. No, just as just as a guy in the uh, in the public sector. Okay, I went there and and they're like, nope, we're we were supposed to get some, but we never did. I'm like, bullshit. I'm like, you guys took them and you're selling them for like two hundred dollars on, yeah, on eBay. eBay yeah, I said, yeah. don't. Don't pull my pud and tell me, you know, there's no way. There's no way that, oh, they were supposed to send them to us. Nah. Nah, yeah. they didn't. You got them. They're yep. Sitting, they're sitting in the back right now. You no, they're they're it. on eBay. I mean, Actually, 25. they're in somebody's Ikea, you know, uh, what are those? The, 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 the detoff. The yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, under, so under LED lights. And I'm like. Do what you want, but don't lie to me about it. I have three. One to try, one on display, <laughs> and one just in case. Tape 199. Because people are asking me, in light of all this stuff, in light of the constant mention of Joe Rogan in the news cycle, just like, are you going to pull Cape off of Spotify? No. I have no intention of pulling Cape off of Spotify. Because there's a whole, just like everything, you know, it's every week there's some moral stance everybody wants to take, which is just on social media. It's not real. There's never any... Which actually, it's it's. Yeah, you were that talking a, about this a little bit last week. A little bit, yeah. We yeah. kind of get into it. I here's my thing: is just like, oh well, Spotify supports Joe Rogan, so I'm not supporting Spotify. I prefer Apple Music because I use an iPhone. Blah, blah blah. Okay, well, all right. You think Joe Rogan is toxic, and I mean that literally. Like you think he's bad for society. Well, Apple Music hosts Steve Bannon's podcast, who has built a career on poisoning society, mentally poisoning society. Right. So if you're going to support Apple instead. I can make the argument that Steve Bannon's done way worse, way more harm than Joe Rogan has. Right. I don't understand the influence. I mean, like Christian said, like there's a fanatical audience who is just going to follow everything like gospel. And it doesn't help when you have idiots like Aaron Rodgers who are just like, well, instead of getting the vaccine, I call my friend Joe Rogan. Now, listen, I love you guys like brothers. Nothing is ever going to change that I will forever in this life and beyond. When it comes to medical treatment, I'm not asking you motherfuckers <laughs> what I should do when it comes to pre preventing anything and I, I, medically. I I I'm calling a doctor. To. That's what I'm doing. I'm not calling a friend. Plain and simple. <laughs> Unless my friend a show, is a not, doctor. It's not a game show. I'm not phoning a friend. Exactly. Like, I don't, uh, like, the idea just like, well, I don't know about this vaccine. Let me call my friend who's a comedian and podcast host. Like, just the idea that, like, that somehow makes you smart. And I think that's part of it is the idea, this whole thing people do, I think a lot of it comes personality. with. Well, no, now aside from that, I think yeah. the, the whole thing about the conspiracy theories and why all that stuff, um, why, why people are so keen to latch onto that is because it suddenly makes you interesting. If you you can say something that's that has no gravity to it whatsoever, you can just be like, well, you know, the reason you you know you should use Firefox instead of Chrome for your browser is because 
you know, uh, Firefox uses satellites that can't be detected by the CIA, whereas Chrome, even in incognito mode, doesn't. I, I'm making something up right now completely. This is not based in anything. But you can say some shit like that, and immediately somebody wants to talk to you about it. Immediately someone thinks you have an interesting take on something and a reason not to trust a big corporation or do something everyone else is doing. So that's why I feel like a lot of these conspiracy theorists buy into each other because they think like, oh, you know something because I haven't heard that before. You haven't heard it before because it's bullshit. I mean, that honestly is crazy them. I mean, well, well, honestly, that's what I mean, you know, you've you've hated conspiracy theorists forever. It was a big part of your MySpace bio 100 years ago. It's just part of my TikTok. Exactly. Because Andrew says simply, sometimes things are just the way they are. And it's the absolutely world is true. But Sorry. Yeah. It's all random. You know what it is? It's the weirdest thing, but I also, I, it's like religion. It's like people have this faith in something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, no, no, no. Like, go ahead. I was just, I was just motioning to you yeah. to turn Ryan's mic up. Oh, yeah. No oh, problem. So that's but, all I was trying to do. I was just no, pointing no, at Ryan. No, no, like, no. yeah, Ryan's religious. <laughs> oh, no, he's oh, not. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <God>. What happened? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No, it's been a long like, break for this show. But like, <laughs> a lot happened. But like, if you think about it, it's like for some people, that's their entire support structure or a big fucking part of it. Oh, yeah. Like, you know how some people will make conspiracy theories their personality the same yes. people will do that with some organized religions right. totally and, and people, i was reading an article about that too where people humans in general have some sort of void in their life all of us yeah. a lot of people fill, fill it with fill organized with religion something. and the people who are not religious the atheists or people who just don't know they need something to fill that void even if they don't know what the void is right and that's where they come to start questioning things about the universe, Confirmation not in a bias and religious way. And yes. then they start drifting toward those kind of unanswered questions and go down rabbit holes because it fills that that void of why are we here? Wh- where are we? Is any of this real? Um, and it's why, it, like, it's why it's why one or the so- other. It's the religion or this is the religion for people. Right. If they don't believe in or a God. Or people, man, search for meaning. Yeah. <laughs> that's or they mix. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a big part of the problem that I have with the whole thing about Joe Rogan is the outrage that a lot of people had was so short lived and so fleeting and so fickle. And it, that it just, it seems phony. Point. A lot of the people, Absolutely. just from what I've kind of seen through, you know, common threads and articles, a lot of the people who are mad at Joe Rogan don't even really know why they're supposed to be mad at him. Someone right. told them like, Joe Rogan, you know, blah, 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 yeah. misinformation. And then, you know, people are like, okay, mob mentality. I'm going to believe what my friend says about Joe Rogan. Exactly. And not look into it myself. I'm not going to listen to the show, but I'm going to be mad at him nonetheless. And then... A few months ago, everyone who was like, Joe Rogan needs to be removed from Spotify. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Right. Now has a Ukrainian flag in their bio, and they're like, Joe who? Yeah. Yeah. They you moved know, on to the there's next. A, there's a, so a like another outrage. thing. And so, then, so the the term is performative ally. Right. Yeah. And then their Ukrainian flag is going to disappear, and now it's like, Elon Musk bought Twitter, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. We're angry well, that's honestly, too. that's what it there's is. There's always and, a flavor of the week, and it, it just seems so phony. It's, it's it, it is. It's mostly phony. It's It seems exhausting to have to constantly be mad all the time. I mean, it's like that yeah. analogy. Is it exhausting? It is exhausting, but then there are some things where it's like, it's it's honestly just going after and it's it's more calling out the bullshit that is actually happening. Like for example, Elon Musk buying Twitter, it doesn't feel good to me. Like for one thing, this is the motherfucker who called out the World Health Organization or the UN and was like, If you present to me a solid plan to end world hunger, 
for this price that you think I can do it for, we will do it. And they presented him a plan, and he didn't fucking do it. Well, and instead he yeah, because he's he's rich enough to make himself a provocateur, which is all he's trying to do is say shit just to get people talking about him, which is a whole cottage industry these days or a massive industry i should say but like Bitcoin. that's what people do yeah and, exactly and, and dogecoin and, and if he was that smart that, he would have gotten in on cryptocurrency fucking long before that <laughs> shit like sorry like it's great he made the electric car a thing made it trendy but otherwise like well, I mean, and, and that I, I will give to him it's like the the electric car like the tesla like mm-hmm. that there was never before that a car that was that marketable i think because of him we now see electric cars normally yeah, like, right. Yeah, I'll give them it, that. I well, he didn't, he didn't enforce that. the patent either. That was one of the things I respected about him back in the day was like, I'm not going to enforce this. Everyone's free to copy what I used for the Tesla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that I respect because like we're trying to get rid of gaso- gasoline dependency. That right. could have killed his business, but it totally. didn't. It no. Tesla's much more popular. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that just because I respect what he did with that, that it means I agree with everything that this dude is. Oh, done. God. No. Right. Well, no. we're and, you also, and you don't have to. Uh, you wish Tony Stark. <laughs> right, right. I wish Tony Stark guy. But, but that's also kind of the rich. that's that's the part people get confused. And this is another side effect of the era we live in, is like the idea that if if you like somebody, you have to agree one hundred percent with everything they say. Like I no. like one of the honestly one of the reasons I I checked out Joe Rogan in twenty because because Bill Maher was on. I like Bill Maher. I watch a show. That doesn't mean I agree with one hundred percent of the things that he says. And you don't have to. I don't agree with my parents on everything they think <laughs> right. and say. I don't agree with anybody on everything. I like you, they and I don't say. agree with most of what you say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but that's fine. But the idea that like you like you need to have. You know, like if if you like this person, that means you're signing off. Like I know people who literally have not who have shared with with me. Did you see what Chappelle posted on Instagram or this video or something like that? But they won't like it because they're trying to get some kind of traction in the public eye. So they don't want their like to be attached to a video that people might be like, oh, shit. Did you see who liked this video? And it, it it's to the point where it's like, OK, that that sucks that everyone's so like, oh, you like that? Well, that's. Because I just don't get kind of where it ends. And look, yes, I like Bill Maher in part because he will have people on who will push back against right. because there is a point where we're going to have to talk to people who disagree with us. I realize nobody wants to do that now. Everybody wants to remain in their echo chamber. But that's, that's one of the things I do like is that he doesn't have people on agree with. Oh, my God, he's platforming uh, Sharon Osbourne, who isn't the fucking enemy, by the way. But aside from that, it's like, oh, he's having these people on. He's giving them a platform. They have a fucking platform. He's not just sitting there and going, right, right, like Joe Rogan is when they spout their bullshit, you know, and Alex Jones is carrying on about nothing for three hours, about reptile people. Right. Um, but he's also... At least he's pushing back against, like, their bullshit and challenging them on it, which is healthy dialogue. Again, whether or not you like Bill Maher, I'm just saying that is the dynamic yeah. that I enjoy about it. doesn't mean I agree with everything he says, but, like, that's not to say you're you have to be all in on somebody because you like something that they do yeah and he's and what i like about him too is that he's not completely bought into his side of the aisle absolutely politics not. where he's and like, i agree there's like that. the real real left wing he's like you you're all fucking nuts yeah you're just and as you're nuts the as the real why, real right wing yeah right yeah I, I see. And, exactly. and that's the reason the other people side. like him he's too like this is why you're losing you need to stop it exactly you need to start tempering things you need to Find out who your base is, and you need to write people back to the middle, back away from the craziness on the on the sides. Right. 
Yeah, so that's, he's still like a lot of people think that he got you know red pilled the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, um, and exactly. in some ways he has because he's he's done with the pandemic shit. He's done with all of it, and people are like, oh, but Joe, that's he's Bill Maher's becoming a Republican. No, he's not. No, he's a sixty-four year old man. That's right. what it is. He's just um, like I'm done with this shit. But he's that's like he's is. done with the woke shit. He's done with the pandemic shit. And yeah. everyone's like. Oh well, we're losing him. We're losing him. But no, right. yeah. he, he doesn't want to be part of the crazy leftist where everything's an outrage constantly. Nobody's allowed to say anything without gotcha. getting offended. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's why, like, I like Big him Brother because is he's now little snitch. <laughs> he's like, hey, everyone, calm down. Yeah, you know, let's bring it back to the middle. <laughs> well, that was even the pitch for the beginning of. of that's re- how you get shit done. Yeah, for for the for the launch of Real Time this year, he's like, America, we need to talk to each other. It was something like that. I'm paraphrasing, right. obviously, but just the idea, like. You have to talk to people who don't necessarily agree with you. You have to converse. You can't just surround yourself with people who just, you know, want to, who just agree with you all the time. Shit, I don't want to do that on this show because what fun is that? Like the idea to arguing is, you you know, you need it. This is my example and it's just a way that it's so easy to digest for most people. Mm -hmm. Every Jim Henson needs a Frank Oz. Totally. Who will oppose and think how to tear your shit to shreds to make it the best thing it can be. Cape 202. Let's talk about stand-up, because actually that's what I meant to ask you guys almost a year ago, was the stand-up journey. Because I admire people who do stand-up. Like, I've done a couple of open mics myself just to try it. I don't feel compelled to get on stage, although you guys were very encouraging last year in saying, like, why don't you do stand-up? Like, you're quick, and you have funny stories, and your delivery, you know. Uh, And I actually just had a conversation with someone... I really respect a couple of days ago who was saying like, you should do stand up because you'd be really good. And I just don't feel compelled to do it, but I do admire it. And I think mm-hmm. that might be partly why I hesitate, so, but I, I do want to know like what the, what the initial like impulse was, like what made you guys want to start doing it? Like you always, everybody seems to have a different story about it. So I want to so know kind of how you came to do I was stand-up. always just a huge comedy fan. My dad was like throwing comedy at me. I, my whole dad's side. <laughs> Richard Pryor, Don Rickles, Bob yeah, Hope, just so, whipping records at just, you. Just so many Seinfeld, records. Seinfeld, it was wild. Seinfeld. Like my parents split up. I got their album, their vinyls in the divorce. And most, and I have a Steve Martin Arrow Through the Head album. Nice. And I have a of George course. Carlin. Like wow. I just, yeah, that's what I listen to when I'm super bored and have to type out a bunch of shit. So, uh, so, but like my dad was always throwing comedy things at me. One of my favorite things I remember growing up watching was Robin Williams HBO special. The invention of golf is one of my favorite. Oh God. Oh, the the live on Broadway 2002 special. Yeah. 4,000%. Amazing. One of my first comedy memories. And then I would listen to Opie and Anthony with my dad. So we got Bobby Kelly, Rich Voss, Jim Norton, all those guys, legend throughout the industry right now. So before they were who they are. Like, I mean, we're talking like early they were like 2000s. Halfway there. Like I knew they were... Bobby Kelly because he was on the Dane Cook HBO thing where it was like a small series. And it's so funny because they played like football and Bobby went down and he's like, my knee, dude. Oh, dude, my knee. It was knee dude for like 20 seconds in all the It's like that family guy bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> knee injury lasts way too long. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that was the whole fucking thing. But so I knew him. So that he shows up on the show. They had Louis C.K. They had a ton of comedians that I knew and come, came to respect, but they were off the cuff and just able to 
berate their friends. Right. As somebody who has been bullied and made fun of my entire life, the ability to fire back as somebody shoots one at you, I was like, I need to be able to do that. Yeah, I need to sharpen those skills. I just started listening to comedy. and just So there was a moment when I got my first apartment where I just didn't have any internet, and I just downloaded a ton of things anytime I had, like Starbucks or whatever. All of the Comedy Central half-hour specials. And I just right. memorized them. Mitch Hedberg, which I equate to John a lot, which is just the the one-liner, punch, funny as fuck, next one, no segue, just consistent, witty fucking punches. And it was so good. I was like, I want to be that. And then I realized I can't write. So I just come up with funny stories that have happened to me and become the storyteller, comedian, and... Uncle Vinny's just happened on me. I served tables there for two years. and then With an eye toward being a comedian with, eventually? Uh, absolutely. Is it like your comedy store? Basically, yeah. Most comics have to like bark on a street or hand out tickets or whatever. I served tables there, and he held an open mic, and he was tired. Uh, the owner, Dino, biggest break I've ever in the business for me. He was like, I don't want to do the host anymore. You did an open mic shitty five minutes. Beat it to death on my stage. Cool. Let's go. It's been three years. I have a five. I I have a solid 10 minutes that I can do tightly anywhere. Uh, somebody asked me for a tight, clean 10 to put me on XM radio. Dino might put nice. me in, in, in Gotham Comedy Club. People are bringing me into the, the village in Manhattan. Uh, I'm opening for Jim Norton this weekend. Really? Uh, I'm hosting for him. I had Uncle Vinny's four shows. Oh, dude. Um, just It has escalated so quick, and I know how lucky I am to have had a foot it, that far in the door mm-hmm. because just everybody has to hit an open mic scene for the most part. And right. I'm working retroactively trying to get to an open mic so that I can try out new shit because if I go in there – at Uncle Vinny's and bomb out trying something new, I get yelled at. And I don't yeah. want that shit anymore if I no, don't angry fuck up a good Italian thing. comedy yeah. club owner. So that's, yeah. Joe, so, you lost it. Yeah. Oh, you stupid Irish, you pale Irish prick. And then he's What's like, maybe you? book Tim Rager more. It's like, no, no, I can do this. It's fine. Yeah. It was you know, an off night, I swear. It's, oh, it's fucking crazy. No more bonk hits before the show. I, I just need to get the rest of the patterns down because I don't know the writing aspect. I don't know the social media aspect and I need to get in like more rooms and get to know more comedians to bring me on shows. Right. So that's, uh, I'm, I'm trying to slowly get better. But, but like, you're doing it on life, a weekly basis, Life though. is, yeah, now I'm having shows and I'm hoping that more and more, I got to spend 20 minutes talking to Joey Diaz. Just yeah. shooting the shit about comedy. It was one of the coolest moments of my life. I found out he uh, went to school in my hometown, right. Kearney, New Jersey. And I was like, he heard me say a joke about Kearney. He goes, uh, oh, yeah, I went to school in, Car- in Kearney up on stage. I was like, what? I need to pick his brain. Hit him after the show. He's like, yeah, I went to uh, St. Cecilia's Catholic ch- uh, church uh, school. And I got kicked out for punching a nun in the stomach. I'm like, that's the most <laughs> Joey Diaz story I've ever heard in my fucking life. Did you really punch a nun in the stomach? Like, Who cares? It was really? the 70s I mean- or 80s. I don't know actually how old Joey Diaz is, but Listen, I'll believe him. Mike Zapsik has lie. plenty of Catholic school stories. Yeah, so, dude. so go with, Ming is not a good fatically behind yeah. the camera. So it, shit was different in the seventies. Let's yeah. put it that way. I mean, you guys but, are a smidge younger than me, but that's fair. Before, even before smidge. our time, forget it. Smidge. All right, all right. Um, wait, nice. are you are you an elder millennial or a Gen X? See, that's the problem. Depending on what 
scale people use. Right. 1981 is the end of Generation X or the beginning of Millennials. I've heard so 82 I don't know. is Millennial. Yeah. See, I have, but some, some have said 1981, so I don't know. I guess I'm on the cusp. Does that's anybody call like, it the Millennial cusp? That's kind of like that's why I like you. Yeah. 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 A part of, like, I don't identify myself with any group whatsoever. I don't even consider myself part of humanity, older really. older than Gen X, <laughs> and I start to lose touch with them. Yeah. You know, they start to go crazy. And, I lose like, I lose touch with the silent know, generation. Fuck those old people. I can keep track of what you're talking about. But when okay. I start to talk to someone that's like maybe five, ten years older than you, mm-hmm. they're just starting to go crazy. You're yeah. saying I'm ageless, and, and I'll take you. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Age of stagnation. You know, I didn't have you. <laughs> I didn't have you put past forty. So good for you. I mean, thanks. I'm You're literally just at forty. Just but, you know. barely, but I didn't have you close to it. So <laughs> I had you pegged for at least thirty nine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were talking about comedy. Yes, I'm sorry. So no, we got no, Joe cool. was bragging. It's your turn. Uh, no, no, I told my whole no, life I'm story. No, no, no that was, was per- honestly. I want to know. Joe, so, Joe, you put the time in, bro. Honestly, I respect you a lot. Thanks. Well, man. that's what it takes. I, so many people think they go. I mean, it's like it's a menta- that mentality has always existed. Listen, I spent a lot of years playing in bands, and people just think like, as soon as I play the Stone Pony, man, it's fucking on. And that's not mm-hmm. how anything works. Yeah. Yeah. People think they upload one TikTok. This is going to blow up, and I'm going to be. That's not how it works. They're going to no, go up and open consistent. mic. Yeah. This is the start of my career. That's not how anything works. I, but people yeah. always have the delusion that you can do it once. It's like, oh, dude, oh I, I take a shower start, and I'm clean dude. forever. No, it doesn't. Nothing fucking right. works that way. Right. And people have this. It's a delusion. Well, they call, I, they call user you, delusion. They call you green. When yeah. You first yeah. Start now. Well, I mean, and, the well, idea I, of paying I, your dues and, and finding your rhythm and finding your voice is mm. an absolute thing. I mean, you have to do that because you don't know until you, you do it. There, you don't know a specific what you are. style. Like yeah. I said, you got to stumble and fall and yeah, fucking. Suck. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. John is the punch, punch, punch comedian, and it works. Mm. I am a storyteller type, like right. John Mulaney. I, you're, you're, uh, Mitch Hedberg. I'm John Mulaney, just storyteller type. Like I expand a story, and you're gonna laugh as I tell the entire fucking thing. Right. Like you build that's and just build. The, it's, to it the took payoff. me so long to realize that I need to stop trying to be a different type of comic yeah there i have jokes that hit every once in a while if i write something i talk about i told the batman joke last time i was here Mm -hmm. so and and that's become a regular part of my set because it's just it ties into the podcast obviously for free advertising but (laughs) a comedian with a podcast get the fuck out of here at the same time it was just never happened it was just a great punch and i was like so proud of it so now i start telling it but you keep comparing me to mitch hedberg I do. You know me and him share a birthday? February, no February, nice. fucking February 24th. way. And you know me and him are going to die the same way. <laughs> We're going to overdose on heroin outside of a comedy club in New Jersey. I mean, <laughs> let's make it a big one, dude. That let's get you plan. in stress factory. No. Yo, yo, that's exactly where he overdosed. It's a real shame. But uh, mm-hmm. Hey, I okay. share a birthday with Yo-Yo Ma and Tom York, so I figured I was destined to be a weird musician. And it happened. <laughs> I share a birthday. Nobody knows who I am, but still. <laughs> I share a birthday with... Uh, Infrastructure will collapse. I got um, Jerry This Stilton. is what you get. And I did. <laughs> I did. I share it with Jerry Stiller and Joan Rivers, so I got comedy oh, in my dude. blood. But at the same time, I'm batshit crazy, and I share a birthday with Kanye West. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Every day on Beyonce my birthday. Beyonce had the best album of all time. Fuck you, Taylor Swift. Yep. Fuck you, Taylor Swift. you. No, you don't get this. Okay, why did I start doing comedy? Yeah, so I, what, how, I was, did this come, how did all this happen? I was up at 3 a.m., and I was watching people 
do stand up, and I thought I'm funnier than this. Like in a club or like on TV? No, like, just literally sitting. And I was like sitting watching in a TV. parking lot somewhere. Okay. I've oh, thought that like a plastic tape, like a plastic fold up table. You want to get on mic and so people can hear the fucking story? Thanks. Maybe a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's okay. I, I, I appreciate you getting into the story and like painting a picture for us. But no, like, yeah, that's this, fair. this is an audio medium, I dude. You're like, right. you, Chris. You said yes. you are Italian. You should be used to people making room for oh, the I hands just, that they talk with. I can't tell you how many times I've knocked over cans of liquid death in my day. So, I do. I appreciate it. But so, yep. so I, I don't know. I, I, I just literally... I had to reel you back in because there's people trying to drive with us and they're still like, what mm-hmm. do you say? They're going to turn up the my loud ass comes on. They're just like, fuck. <laughs> That's fair. So no, I was, see, I just hit the mic. What was That's I, what I do. I, I literally just looked up like, where's the nearest open mic? And I went to Brighton Bar and I got the bartender. Oh, Brighton Bar. I got the bar. I got the bar. That was my first open mic. I got the bartender to laugh. And then I was like, okay. And the other eight people didn't even hear me. If bar- you can the get the people so sick of comedy to laugh. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Is like I didn't really totally. care about mm-hmm. the audience, but it's like the, <laughs> the host told me that the bartender laughed, and I was like, okay. So I went to a thing with Eliazar and Raise the Bar where they have like a cash mic. Great name. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a paid spot open mic. They still do it. Um, where is it? Yeah, is it? Raise the Bar in South Amboy. Oh, sick. And uh, what do you call it? The best performer gets money. So mm-hmm. I was the be- best performer one night, and I got money. Sick, and dude. it was just like nice. cra- it was like crack. Like I don't know, I just started. <laughs> it's hard to stop. I oh, just... when especially we forget the audience reaction when you actually get paid. You're like, yeah. oh shit, I can yeah. do this. I got paid. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and, and the audience reaction is a big thing when you have people that you've literally never met in your life be especially like, especially if you're it's fucking mostly... funny. Yeah, especially like, if it's mostly comics. Yeah, or older people. Yeah, Holy like... shit. Kate two eighteen. I initially signed up for Twitter, like, I mean, probably different for you, but, like, I signed up for it in high school, gave two shits about it for a hot second, and then dipped out. And then years later, realized, oh, shit, I have a Twitter, logged in, and I've been on it ever since. What happened with me was we all collectively got Twitter accounts in 2010, right after, like, I think it was literally 12 years ago this month, after we launched uh, The Only Podcast That Matters. Because mm-hmm. we were obviously aware of Twitter. I think my first awareness of Twitter was maybe like 2007, something like that, and hearing Ashton Kutcher talk about it or something. But uh, just kind of didn't pay attention to it. But I started a Twitter account in 2010 and was pretty active on it for a while. So there's never a point where like, I got an account and just didn't use it. I've kind of mm-hmm. been paying attention to it for the last 12 years. What year did you actually start like create your account before you took a, Probably a random 2012. break? Oh, really? Yeah, like 2012, cared for it for like a couple of months, got like the initial couple of followers with friends, mm-hmm. and then bounced. Didn't really give a shit about it. I thought it was, to be honest with you, I thought Twitter at the time was kind of clunky. I get that. So I get why people I, didn't like Twitter. And, you know, there's, yeah. there's a lot of reading. I mean, especially at that point, I mean, 2012 Instagram was still on the incline. So then, yeah, then you re- then you realize, oh, wow, there's boobs here on Twitter. That We're was good. a huge selling point. Oh, my God. Andrew and I couldn't get over the fact that just like, wait, women are just going to post pictures of their tits all the time, especially on Tuesdays. And Sign I appreciated that then speaking now as a single man, I still appreciate it. I mean, if a woman's going to take pictures of her tits and I was compelled at the time saying, you know what? I owe it to my 17 year old self. If this device that I carry around in my pocket has free boobs on it. All the time, voluntarily, not picture, ta- not people taking pictures, you know, from, you know, Playboy or taking photos off websites or anything. If women have accounts and they're openly sharing their naked boobs, 
Awesome. Count me cool. in. Count me in. That I was like a big, that. yeah, that was a big pull. But I will say one of the things I enjoyed about Twitter kind of from the get-go was the fact that I feel like before any other social media site, it was the first one to kind of break the barrier between reaching out to somebody as a fan, like reaching out to, just to give it a blanket term, celebrities, because yes, people were before, actually interacting. Before verification came along. Yes. Yeah. Because I, because to me, Twitter seemed like what MySpace should have been. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know what I mean? Where I think that it was just cool to see, hey, I can interact with these bigger, more famous people. They can like something I say about them. No, don't start oh that. God. Come on. It's too early. I'm st I'm sorry. I'm like looking at, I'm still like half looking at Twitter and I just see and something that just made my head hurt. Oh, okay. Fast. I thought fast you were like, Twitter's fast, so boring. <laughs> fast 10 year seatbelts. His budget is now reportedly at $340 million. Jesus. No and movie should cost that much period. I don't care no, what movie you're making. No movie I, should cost $300 million. No, it shouldn't. Which is why I'm like, uh, it's, I'm sorry. It's, it's so off. That'll topic. make, that'll make just, anybody's head hurt. Well, a little bit just, off topic. It's, but, but it's, it's fast X. It's not fast tenure seatbelts. No, it's and, fast tenure seatbelts. Damn it. No, it's not. Okay. If, if you were doing it and it was going to be a good movie, it would be fast tenure seatbelts, but it's fast X. It's going to make a billion dollars. And you know, that 340 no, million is going to be, be a fast. drop in the bucket. Make your own call. Make, make a parody you know what? in the style of like airplane, like fast, fasten your seatbelts. See, why not? If air, if if parody movies were still a thing, yes. Well, I'd hire the Zuckers to do it. It'd be great because I'm not an idiot. I wouldn't attempt to do it myself. I would hire professionals. Yeah. Um, I get that. That being said, but I mean, watching this downfall of Twitter happen, it's just like it's honestly, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. Because well, I mean, hear me out with this. Okay, we had we had Facebook, but Facebook is still relevant. But it's still it's like riding a wave where it's like there's not many new people signing up. It's kind of for a particular type of people. Yeah, like newer like newer younger kids don't have it. Whereas my generation is kind of like the last one to really use it. Yeah, that's true. The, and then the the senior yeah, like, the senior Z's is that what you'd be considered? Something like that. The yeah, and then Z's, the elder Z's. And then same with MySpace. MySpace was there for just a hot second. No, then the people just moved on to the next thing. Yeah. Where Twitter, that never really happened. Twitter just kind of stayed doing its own thing. It, it's kind of like Instagram, where like they're both just so themselves in their platforms that they kind of avoid those waves because I think that they're also more connected with other people than even Facebook as weird as that sounds like, like, because if you think about it like this, I've found out major news events through Twitter. Yes. Same with Facebook and same with all these other platforms, but I've gotten more reactions from around the world on Twitter than I did on fucking Facebook. I, Facebook's just my immediate circle. It's my immediate tribe and their reaction. Right. Whereas if I want to see how the world is reacting, I go on Twitter. Totally. Yeah. Twitter's more worldwide because you can 
You, I mean, you could follow anybody on Facebook, but mostly it's for people who you actually know, or people who you associate with. Whereas Twitter, it could be anybody, and you could see things play out in real time. Plus, there's Which different is... stigmas attached to each website. Like, oh god, yeah. Like you could follow someone on, you could follow somebody on Twitter, but if you follow somebody on Instagram, it's a little weird. Where it's like, if it's like a private account, but you follow them, you're not friends with them, you're liking them. It's very fucking weird. Well, because yeah, I've that had get a little weird. Yeah, I've had that happen to me, and I'm like, who the fuck are you? And then I look, and, and it's like, they're not friends with me, but they follow me, and I'm like, I don't like that. Yeah. I think it's because I share, like, family stuff and personal things. Oh, well, on Facebook, definitely. Like, yeah. Facebook people but can follow you Twitter, without being your friend. Yeah, on Twitter, I can give two fucks. Everyone's following <laughs> me for my lives. It's cool. Well, you also don't put, I don't think people generally put personal stuff on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram are much more for, like, personal everyday stuff. But I yeah. think Twitter kind of stuck to what it did. And has the entire time, because, I mean, even Instagram is trying to co-op the TikTok model and make everything video heavy, you know, so uh, Twitter hasn't really done that where they've tried to get in on some other apps action, not at least what they're known for. You know, I mean, they've done um, what is it? Uh, Twitter uh, spaces. And what else was there? There are a few other things. Twitter done. spaces. What was the uh, other thing? That was have? the major thing. There was something else they had. Um, was there, there was like another group thing. I mean, aside from something like Periscope, I mean, Periscope kind of like came and went for a little while. Like that was primarily used on Twitter for people live streaming stuff. But I feel like Twitter's basically always been the the same thing. But I think well, oh what's God. what's happening? What? What do you say? As a Muppet fan, I just I, you're going to love this tweet. I am. I really hope Twitter doesn't burn down because this is my favorite app to use both personally and professionally. Where else can you follow a bear who literally only tweets the worst puns you can imagine? <laughs> Excellent That's point. So true. Excellent point. Yes, it's like I could follow Fozzie and nudity, free nudity. Not too bad. And not have them co-mingle so it's weird. It's my fucking timeline. Exactly. <laughs> I just know not to open it, you know, when I'm in public. And that's yeah, it. I just, I just, I'm smart about it. I'm yeah, not of course. You have to be stupid. Yeah, I'm not just going to open up something that could be not safe for public consumption. When I'm standing in line at the bank, that'd be weird. Well, so people. Yeah, people <laughs> don't o- don't open here. Oh my god, I'll never forget this. I okay. Uh, I was on the subway one time, and I just I happened to open my phone, and I opened Twitter, and the first thing that was there was just boobs, and there was an old lady sitting next to me, and I was I just started blushing, and I turned my phone quickly over, like thinking I hid it from her. Mm-hmm. And the old lady just looks at me and she's just like, look of shame. But then, but then has the nerve to say, not bad. (laughs) As in the boobs weren't bad. I, I'm assuming so. Okay. I was at that point, I was just so grossed out. I was like, oh God, (laughs) you weren't going to ask her to clarify. I wasn't going to ask her to clarify. What's not bad. My, my taste in boobs, the look of the boobs. Like, can you? Can you be like, a little more let's, let's, specific, Mildred? Exactly. Oh my god. Let's 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 be a little more specific here. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Funny. It so, was so bad. It what was it? so bad. Cape two sixteen. There's an instance. I was giving her a bath one night. Okay. It was Brielle, your and daughter. she's she's learning about body parts and such, and you know, especially. Private, I'm gonna not drink during this. You story. know, pri- private parts. 
And, uh, you know, she latched onto the word vagina at some point, like she knows what it is. Okay. And, you know, when once they start asking those questions and get really curious, you just kind of have to answer. My parents always, you know, my just, parents didn't have cutesy nicknames. Level with, level with them. I mean, I was calling it a hoo-ha for a while to her. <laughs> Uh, initially, but then she learned the actual word vagina, and right. I was like, "All right, that's what we're going to call it." Fine. Yep. My parents never did that with my sister and I. It was mm. penis and vagina. Right. Was like, yeah. We didn't and have they the say cutesy that's what you're supposed to do, which is call it a penis and a vagina. But you're, also, you're kind of yeah. destigmatizing it too. Like if right. you call it a cutesy name, when you hear the the actual term, for, I was going to say medical term, but it's an actual term. Right. Penis is an actual term. Yeah. Um, that's going in the trailer. Yep. And <laughs> penis is an actual medical term. <laughs> yes. Actually, it's a it's a medical term and it's an actual term. Look that's it up. It's in the literature. Right. Any literature <laughs> in the red words. Yeah. But I, uh, I I never felt like some kind of stigma or anything like that. I mean, I can only speak from my experience, but mm-hmm. I always kind of wondered what it was like if you grew up with the, like euphemisms. Right. If if that influenced like how you viewed it. Because, you know, the stuff you absorb, the way you learn about things as a kid and the way it kind of shapes you mentally, emotionally and all that stuff is it, – it's obviously very unique to the individual. But that's right. one of the things I wondered about because I thought – I. I in hindsight, as an adult, I wonder if that was unique or not. But you're saying like she's – okay, so she, she's right. latched on to the word so vagina. She, yeah, so – and at first she was okay. pronouncing it vagina before she like – you know, because sometimes kids will, will say I think it's word. an Italian restaurant down yeah, the shore. Like, yeah, the Yeah, it has an apostrophe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean so many goddamn Ginas and Gina Marie's in New Jersey. Right, I would exactly. be surprised. You it's like Gina Jack- from yeah. wherever you're standing and hit one. Yeah, but don't throw rocks at anybody. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's a there's a Gina D'Agostino somewhere, yeah. and someone opened up a restaurant <laughs> called the Giant. The Giants. <laughs> oh, we're fourteen. We're still fourteen. Yep. So that's uh, funny though. God damn it! You yeah. all better be laughing at that. Go ahead. So it's it's one of those things when the you know your your young kid is saying like a word in a cutesy way and it's mm-hmm. wrong, but you don't want to correct them because it's cute. Yes. Yeah. And she walks around with this grin. And she's just like Dijana, Dijana, <laughs> and I'm like. Fuck! What am I supposed to do about this? And then it's a good thing I don't hang out there often. You know, she'd be laughing my ass off. Yeah, I I would just me too. And I'm like, I do I encourage this or do I try to squash it? Like, I don't want her walking around saying vagina like out in public. Um, It's a nice nice breaker. Yeah. Then she finally starts saying it correctly, and Uh then she's she's in the bath one day, and you know she's like starting to wash herself and Mm -hmm. you know her her own body parts with you know loofah and such. Mm -hmm. She wants to do everything herself. Um, so, you know, I'm like, you know, wash, you know, everything, your, your armpits and, you know, your vagina. And she, she looks up at me and she's like, do I have two vaginas? And I'm like, what? No. Why would you? And because my, my mind goes to movies automatically. Of course. Because there's always a reference to uh-huh. something. It reminded me of that scene in My Cousin Vinny where um, Judge Haller mm-hmm. is talking to, uh, is talking to Vincent Gambini. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're now in contempt of court. Would you like to go for two counts of contempt? And so the way she asked me that question had the exact same tone and cadence as that in my mind immediately. And I'm trying to like not backfire answering this question. And like th- I'm, and I'm thinking of a movie scene automatically right. at the same time. And my head is just ready to pop. And uh, and she like even holds up her two fingers like that. She's really? Like, I have two vaginas? <laughs> and it was that same tone, same cadence. And. My mind goes there, and I'm just like taken aback, and I'm like, "No, why would you? You don't get more vaginas as you get older. Like that's not how it works." I mean, hopefully, but <laughs> I <laughs> like what the fuck? speak for yourself. Yeah, but um, I mean, maybe you do. I, don't I mean, know. I mean, maybe she does. Is, is it's too early thing? to tell. Yeah, but I, uh, I'm socially, I'm not talking about biologically. <laughs> That'd be weird. Yeah, um, or not. We're not judging. It's 2022, but. It's, I guess the logic is like, I have two eyes, I have two ears, mm-hmm. I have two 
arms, two legs. Do I have two of those as well? Right. I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, I have two I, butt cheeks. Like, yeah, yeah, like why wouldn't there be two of those as well? It's like right. no, that it doesn't doesn't no. work that way for that. Yeah, no, you you get one. That's it. <laughs> yeah, like you also have what? Thirty two teeth? Thirty six? Forty eight? Thirty teeth? Do we have thirty two? Yeah, ultimately. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, yes. So not yeah. everything comes in pairs. Right. But yeah. Wow. So that's it's one of those things, you know, about especially like the father father daughter dynamic where you're like I have to start answering questions about vaginas, <laughs> like. Oh my God! I just say, why, is, why is this happening this soon? The inevitable. Okay, that's that's the third T-shirt release for Kate Merch. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> the first one's gonna be "I'd rather die smoking than fucking," which is a quote from Shaw. Um, there's gonna be a Durf logo shirt, of course. Yep, and is gonna be <laughs> Dijana's Italian cuisine. It's gonna be the exterior of a restaurant. Someone's. We That's have to perfect. do it. We have to do it. Yep. <laughs> Dejinas, Jersey Shore. <laughs> it has to be. Oh, Ming, please. Go. Yeah, D apostrophe. Well, you know, jewelry, huh? Dejina jewelry. <laughs> wow. Okay, so try try D apostrophe, Gina. Yeah, take the A out, and let's see if we got. Yes. <laughs> but there's an airline D dash Gina. And there's a lot of Dr. Gina's who come up. Okay, so not the same thing. Oh. All right. It's like one of those little puddle jumper All right, well, I got, well, now I got to buy Dijana.com. Those things that, yeah, like, yeah, please do right now. Cape 205 with KP Burke. Was there something for you where you have those things where you look at and you're just like, ah, that makes sense to me. And it kind of brought the, it kind of um, puffed up the comedy gene. Oh, uh, so this is how dumb I am. I Now you're speaking my language. I didn't fully understand that stand-up was a thing. But when I would watch SNL, uh, I knew I always was like, all right, well, the weekend update thing's my favorite. I like that. I, I was starting to watch at the tail end of Norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for my, because what it used to be is that uh, SNL for a while would play on Comedy Central. Right. They would play like that entire month's episodes. They'd play that all on a Sunday from like two o'clock to like six o'clock or something. Mm. So I would always go to my grandmother's house after church uh, in Jersey, and my grandfather and I would sit in the back. He'd fall asleep about halfway through the Jets game, and then I could take the remote, and then I could put on SNL, and I would watch. The real Sunday ritual. Never mind church. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, this is where it's at. Yeah, he'd fall asleep on the the porch, you know, then uh, I would just wait a couple minutes out of respect, and then I, and when he woke up, I'd give him the remote back, obviously. But, um but I would watch SNL and then my grandmother would let us watch late night. Uh, usually on Saturday nights, you'd stay up late and watch Letterman. She loved Letterman. Mm-hmm. So you'd watch Letterman and I always liked uh, the comics on there and I liked the, like the stuff they would do. And then the next day I'd watch SNL and SNL was always funny, you know, but I was always like well, weekend updates that if I was on the show, that's what I would do. Cause I, you know, right. And uh, Colin Quinn, and I'll just turn to the camera here for a second, a giant Irish headed guy, uh, dresses, blue collar clothes, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, uh, he always, I, people gave him shit for being on an update, man. I fucking mm-hmm. loved him. I thought he was great. Um, but I identified with that right away. So much to the point where I think for like, and I was in seventh grade at the time. So I think I tried to take him on as my personality. I think we all do. I think we all imitate. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, you have, to, when, you before imitate, you figure it out. Yeah. yeah and then you, you put on a couple different hats and you figure out which one actually fits the best. But that's how, that's how people started responding to me. And then I was writing, I'd write notes and stuff, or I'd try to have like a clever thing or, or like. When we could do, um, what was it? Uh, when they would do current events, <laughs> I would be writing comedy, like mm-hmm. it, not knowing it really, but I would try to write something funny because I wanted to get a laugh out of the people in the class. And we, we, you know, 
more often than not, it would work. Sometimes you just got called annoying, but that's that's the <laughs> but, plight of comedy. Isn't it? It is. But that was uh, like Colin was the first thing that I was like, all right, so that's cool. Then Tough Crowd came out and I was just hooked on that show. Mm. Um, but it's weird because now you're in seventh grade and you want to come in the next day and give your hot takes on the Bush administration. And, <laughs> and that just kind of weirds everybody around you. Like, why, yeah. do you have, why do you have such strong opinions about the invasion of Iraq? Right. <laughs> so you kind of had to learn, all right, well, this is this is cool, but you got to age into it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's something that it's that it wasn't you. It was like you said, you were imitating something mm-hmm. that was kind of like, ah, oh, that's I like that. So I'm going to try to project that even if oh, yeah. it wasn't coming from authentic, which is one of the things like with, you know, finding your voice and kind of figuring out exactly who you are, which, you know, has been I've done open mics here and there. I've never felt compelled to do stand up. <laughs> I've had a bunch because I feel like you kind of need to. You have to want to do it, especially because I mean, I, I guess like podcasting that way where it's just like, you know, it's diminishing returns for so long in terms of <laughs> you just doing it just because you need to do it. And, you know, I just kind of never felt compelled to like, I need to keep doing this. Like I hear the stories and I've read everybody's autobiographies and mm-hmm. everything. And I just think, yeah, that I've never felt like I've kind of had to do it, felt the need to do it. But there seems to always be something where it's like you have that experience where you get that laugh and you're like, ah. This is now this is it's, what it's about. It's a drug. It's, yeah. I saw it in open mic once. This blew my mind. This was uh, there's some people and, and I kind of this is this is going to sound dickheaded, but not on the show. Well, <laughs> trust me, I admire and am jealous of people who sit there and can have the, the discipline to say, hey, this isn't for me. Like like mm-hmm. you were saying, not being compelled because there's so many people that can't take their eye off the this is what i'm supposed to be doing this is my call and i was like yeah. listen, I, you because i i saw a guy one time get a, a real laugh for the first time at an open mic and it it shook him because he was like, oh, what the, the hell? he was nervous <laughs> by it because he'd been getting nothing for so long that he assumed that's what it was mm-hmm. so it, i think it goes in levels you start if you get a chuckle in the room you know and you never get any better than that you think that's what the laugh is supposed to sound like then the first time you get a big laugh, you're like, whoa, fuck. I mean, there's been times I've thought I was killing on stage. And then somebody I'm working with, you know, I, I'm very lucky to get to work with some good people. Right. Um, they come up there and they show you what the room's really capable of. And that humbles the shit out of you. And then you yeah. say, well, I want to learn how to do that thing. But at the same time, if I'm never figuring it out, the best thing, I'm, I'm so happy when I see the lives that people go on to live once they give up the bullshit of comedy. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I know a guy. Uh, a gorgeous wife, uh, two young kids. He's living down in Jackson, Florida. I think he's a teacher. He did comedy once, realized he was out. He didn't really like it. He goes, okay, so I'm funny, but I'm not stage funny. Mm. And just went on to living his life. And he has this beautiful fucking life that I, I'm just sitting there like, that could have been me. But <laughs> but I got a, I got one good laugh with the first joke I told, and I've mm-hmm. been stuck for 10 and a half years now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird that once you realize like, oh, no, this is, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. That you kind of can't let go of it. I mean, I found that in some level, even in, in doing this, it's just like, well, I enjoy it so much and I have such a good time doing it. I don't want to not do it because right. that would seem like wasted talent. Like, why would I not do that? But, you know, and same thing, like you could be the funny guy at work. You're like, oh, that's, that's you know, Bobby, he's hilarious, you know, but you're like, <laughs> you're not necessarily like you're funny to your friends or your coworkers, but not to the world, <laughs> you know? And there's a lot, I've seen a lot of that with open mics, you know, like I came up kind of prepared with like a, a couple of jokes or like I would have notes um, or even hosting, like when I was doing 
I started doing the show live during um, 2015 in Los Angeles. There was a studio used to be in downtown L.A. And I would just I literally had full on jokes written out because I would do my prep and I would have I would handwrite everything because it just sticks better. When I handwrite it. I, I believe in that too. And yeah, yeah, like when I type it on the phone, it just doesn't – and that's what I do with my notes. It's the only reason my phone is, is turned on beside me is uh, just so I have something nearby. But if I write it down on paper and have it in front of me, it's just somehow it connects it to the brain better from the hand to the brain. I guess there's probably <laughs> some psychological something to that, uh, some weight to it. But yeah, I used to fully write jokes and then I thought like if I try to read this joke off of the paper, it's going to be really clunky and it's not going to land at all. And I probably shouldn't do it. So I eventually abbreviated to just words. And I felt like, well, that helps because I know what I think about so a phrases, given subject. Well, something like I can say Chipotle. Like there was a two weeks ago on the show, we talked about I've had a string of bad service lately and I've, I keep getting the wrong order in my – I order ahead of Chipotle <laughs> and I keep getting somebody else's bowl. Like I get the bag for Chris, but inside is Matt's steak bowl and it's not what I ordered. And I'm like, now I got to go back. Well, now yeah, I can't serious. go to Chipotle anymore. Yeah. So if I just write Chipotle in my notes, I'm like, I know what the story is. Instead of having to say like, I got Matt's bowl and – they were closing in a half hour, but I had to drive back because mm-hmm. I knew from before that I only had to make like I don't need to make all these notes. Like I'm kind of over prepared for doing it. So you realize like I'm not saying that necessarily equates to, you know, your process. But as far as like finding your thing and like how to do it on your oh, own, yeah. there is that process. Cape 215. I have to ask. Yes, um, because you you shared you don't post much on the socials, although you did plug <laughs> this and I appreciate that. I do. But not, um, really. You went and ate a Cracker Barrel. I did. Sincerely or ironically. Because there's a lot of Cracker Barrel hate that I don't understand. I enjoy Me some neither. Cracker Barrel. I have no idea what the fuck the Cracker you Barrel did. I figured, I'm like, he probably sincerely went. Like, I, I don't think it was did. a goof. No, we go, um, it's, it became like a, uh, my family tradition. Because mm-hmm. uh, we used to drive down every once in a while. Um, my, my wife grew up in South Jersey. Mm. And we would go down to see her parents like every fucking weekend uh, when we first got married. Mm-hmm. When Actually, when we first started dating. Because she used to go down there all the time to, to help out with them. Because mm-hmm. they lived on a farm and uh, not like Ma and Pa Kent. But um, her father was like creeping up on, you know, in, he was in his mid-80s when I first met the man. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there was a huge, uh, pardon me, I'm sorry, I was a little burpy from my yeah, liquid There death. was a huge, <laughs> like, wow, really is a Halloween um, show all of a sudden. There was a, uh, there was a huge age gap between um, his father and mother, her father and mother. Yeah, right? her father and mother. Uh, mm-hmm. Her father was like 21 years older. Than, really? Yeah. Wow. So she was 24 and he, what, 24? No, she was 26 and he was 47, 47. when they got married. Yeah. Wow. So, Yeah. Really insane. Not unheard of, but in my head, I'm like... Amish? I'm, no, <laughs> or, but I'm just like... Or I, Mormon? I'm, I'm 41 now, and I'm like, I don't know what I would talk to a 22-year-old about, period. But I mean, this got, is a different time. Uh, I suppose. Back then, yeah. I mean, fucking candles were like high-tech. Yeah, guess, that's true. Know. So I guess that's it. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, you know... I could give you three squares a day. All right, I'll marry you. Yeah, exactly. You. That's you're, probably all there was. Sure about this newfangled electricity? Yeah. Um... So we would go it's down there. It's a television. Though. They transport little people into this screen <laughs> right in your living and room. And they talk to you. And they talk to you. Directly. Perform. It's crazy. Um, it's a little Ed Sullivan, everyone's TV. A little Lawrence Welk. So um, wow. we would go and deep cut. Yeah, thank you. We would deep Roy. We would go down there. Um, and every once in a while, we'd stop at the, the Cracker Barrel. Because, I mean, 
Who doesn't fucking love Cracker Barrel? You go into the gift shop, and it, it wasn't even like a thing for us. It just every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And when uh, when our kids were born, we used to take them obviously with us mm-hmm. to go down and uh, take care of her parents in their you know failing health mm-hmm. and old, older age. And um, then we started to go um, on trips as a family, mm-hmm. not exclusively to. Um, not just to go house, to Cracker yeah. Barrel. <laughs> no, not not just to go to their house, but okay. we, we would go down and we'd put together like a comics crawl where I would go <sighs> hunting for the stash. And it was, you know, the kids would come with me and it was a lot of fun. We'd go to like mm-hmm. five different comic shops uh, around, you know, um, a general area. Mm-hmm. And if there was a Cracker Barrel there, we would go. And it became a tradition where we, we'd go and just have one, have a, have a Cracker Barrel. And just go and have a Cracker Barrel. That's right. And uh, I, I love me some country fried chicken. There totally. is nothing like, I, I, if I'm at a diner, I will try the country fried steak. Really? Country fried steak, country fried chicken. Actually, I'm, I'm more of a country fried steak. If you can get country fried steak and eggs with the, um, you know, what do they call it? The sawmill uh, gravy. I'm trying to, I haven't been to a Cracker Barrel like since the, I drove, four years since I drove back from California. Well, it's like, the, the white gravy with the black pepper on it. Right, right, right. So, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I just don't recall the name. But, um, and it just, it became a family thing. So we're driving down and, you know, we start getting a little bit hungry. Mm-hmm. And my wife's like, Cracker Barrel? I'm like, Cracker Barrel, let's go. So we ended up at a Cracker Barrel. Sweet. And uh, my, my wife loves it because of the kitschiness of it. And it's a tradition. It's something we do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was seeing like people like, no, say it ain't so. I'm like, right? That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm like, the, why the why? Cracker Barrel hate? Yeah, seriously. It's like, if what if I had gone to a McDonald's? Would I have gotten as much hate for that, too, if I'm eating a Big Mac? Probably not, because it's a little bit more acceptable. I don't know. I don't think Cracker Barrel ever did anything, like, overtly horrible to anyone. I think it's I think it's a regional thing. I think, like, around here, nobody gets it, whereas Cracker Barrel... It's kind of like Waffle House. Yeah. Like, when you go to every, every other state in the Union... Uh, and there's a Waffle House around, or several, and people are just like, "Oh, Waffle House!" Like Waffle House is great. I love grits. I yeah. always get grits yeah, when seriously. I go to Waffle House. You know, and it's one of those things where I just think they don't get it because we don't really have them around. I mean, there's there's one Cracker Barrel. I think it's in Hamilton. Yeah, is the one that's in. Jersey. That's the one we used to go to. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah, down um, on off of like 120. So or, right. Yeah. Yeah, I used to I used to pass by for. Small, short period. Yeah. Uh, I worked in uh, Princeton, so I used to okay. pass yeah. by there on, uh, when I'd be on 95, headed yeah, west. exactly. Um, anyway, or 195, whatever. Um, but, yeah, like, it, it's one of those things, I just don't think they get it around here, where they're like, why? Like, why would you go to crack? Like, why is there, why is there a gift shop in a restaurant, you know? Or like, That's cool. oh, it's country food. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's fun. Yeah. I don't it's, know. I dig it. And at the same time, I like having stuff that's just non-traditional because look, we get all the, the pizza and subs and all that stuff, you know, that's indigenous, not indigenous to New Jersey, but let's say known for things, food that's Jersey's known for around here. Yeah. I mean, more or less. Yeah. And, um, but you know, to have something different, to have like a country fried steak or something is, I sure. mean, you can get them at diners, but I like it. I'm down with Cracker Barrel and I'm down with Waffle House. And I, I like the idea that there's this that there is something different, but I, that's also me. Like I also like trying it's also, also consistency. Like, yeah. You know, you get that. Yeah. Yeah. If you go into a waffle house, you know that you don't go in the bathroom and wash your hands because somebody vomited into that sink. Of course. In the past, you know, half an hour, 
You know yeah. that. So that's that. That's the consistency. It's right there. It's like, it's like I'm good. I'm my, all right. I'm, I got my sanitizer in the car. I'm. I may have pissed on my hands, <laughs> but I'm not going to wash it. In yeah, the sink. but the, the sink will only make it worse. Exactly. Believe it or not, it will because somebody either vomited or pissed in that sink. Cape two oh eight. So I'm I'm rounding the corner off of my street, and all of a sudden I hear this bird, and it lets out a fucking death shriek. And so much so that I had to turn around and I was, I was like, what the fuck is that? But you said it out loud? Yeah. Okay. Like out loud. I'm in the street here. Like there are people outside and I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? And then all of a sudden I turn my head and this bird makes a beeline at, at me out of the tree. Uh, an absolute beeline. And it's a small bird. And so it's okay. like, and I see it come right out of the tree. Uh-huh. And then as it gets it close. It wasn't a bat. It definitely was a bird. It was not a bat. It was okay. a bird. Yeah. And then as it, as it gets close, it fucking swoops in and dive bombs at me. So I'm in the middle of the street in broad daylight. So and I'm like literally covered. an angry bird. An angry bird. Yeah. Like, it's it's like moving the, like, like an angry bird. Like the game, just <laughs> not cute. Pissed. You know, and it's pissed. And I'm like, what the fuck did I do? I don't understand. Why is it swooping? So then are you it, yelling at the bird as it's I'm yelling or are you frozen? I'm yelling at the bird. Like with my hands over my head, I'm ducking. <laughs> so I'm like, why the fuck is this thing swooping? And you're pretty me? low to the ground anyway. So and the I'm fact that the this ground. bird is, is willing to like scrape its belly on the street to get to you. Yeah. Is it must have been pretty pissed. Yeah. You. So it makes this beeline and then it's like and like right over my head, swoops at me, and I'm like, "You're fucking." Were you me. wearing an exotic fruit hat or something? No, like, no. Why? I don't know. Why single you out? So then it goes back up eggs. into the same tree that it came out of, and then I hear this shriek again, and I'm like, "You're fucking joking!" Right so it now. never made contact. It never made contact okay. the first time, and then it goes back it up into a the tree. Shot. It fired <laughs> a warning <laughs> shot. It shrieks again. And it's like this is a little bird that should be going like cheap, 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 like tiny bird, mm-hmm. but it's like. Like that kind of like, like a pterodactyl, like a pterodactyl. Yeah. Wow. And then it comes at me again a second time. And I'm like walking backwards, like keeping my eye on the tree, waiting to see if this thing's going to come at me. And it does. And I see like, <laughs> like right in my line of vision. It's coming right for me. Swoops again yeah, out of there a second the time. In the fucking, <laughs> the animal and I'm like, you're, I, I don't, no. I don't fucking know what to do right now. Am I going to get my brains pecked out by this thing? <laughs> I don't know what I did. I don't know how I wronged this bird. Did you have a peck me sign on your back? Did like, I have did a you peck me sign? On, yeah. See if, yeah. Like, I, so then it goes back and then it goes so it up. Misses, onto a, it misses again. It misses again. Okay. And then it goes onto a power line that's going across the street. And then and gets I'm, I'm walking fully. So I see it, and yes. I'm walking fully backwards at this point. There are cars passing by, like, and I'm trying to like not get hit by a car, and also keep my eye on this fucking bird. And then it shrieks a third how far, time. Hang on, how far away from your house are you? I am like down the street, like around one corner oh. of my house. So and you, wait, this. So you went out to take a relaxing walk. A relaxing walk, yeah, which is what I fully expected. The weather was gorgeous. I was like, this is going to be really nice. Yeah. Irony, um, you know, you know, and uh, so then it goes up onto the power line and shrieks again, and I'm walking backwards looking at this bird, and it's like <laughs> off the power line, and I'm like, I don't fucking believe this. I don't fucking believe it. What am I gonna do? This thing's just gonna keep hunting me, and then it's like shrieking and shrieking. It goes back up onto the power line, and finally I get far enough away that it leaves me alone, and I am just for the rest of the day. I'm like, what the fuck just happened with this bird? What did I do? I don't know how I offended it. So days later, oh, no. <laughs> I'm rounding the same corner. <laughs> and I'm like, I am I in the fucking twilight zone? <laughs> Maybe. It beelines out of the tree movie. 
again and swoops at me, dive bombs at the last second. Oh my God. And I'm like, okay, so I guess I'm going to have to change my route. And then it goes up onto the power line, shrieks again, comes at me a second time. And I guarantee it's the same fucking bird from the same fucking tree, just keeps attacking me. We're in its territory, bro. Yeah, so I guess Apparently, so. Apparently, so like, it's you. What I found out, I had a friend on Facebook who um, posted that um, she was getting attacked by a bird in her own backyard who was doing a very similar thing. Uh, so I guess uh, had a, a nest nearby. Um, and I found that these birds are, I guess, uh, a little overprotective this year. And if they feel that their nest is being threatened, they will attack anything and anyone. I wonder if birds, and I mean this completely seriously, I wonder if they got like super confident based on the pandemic because yeah. nothing's threatening them. Nobody's outside. I really wonder if that was like if that kind of reprogrammed birds. I think. It and did. I mean, it's just yeah. all of nature because, because all, this has never happened to me in my life because never. I've seen more deer out in neighborhoods yeah. like than ever before. And I'm thinking, I think they realize something changed. Something changed. Yeah. And I, I really, I sincerely wonder like how much of a factor that was for birds. And maybe yeah. they're, they're looking at you, which is crazy no, so because I, you're not physically intimidating, intimidating no. as much I mean, as like you're nowhere near yeah, this, up this to the tree, branch or power line level. Like 50 feet off the ground. Right. Like I, I can't get anywhere near it. Um, if you have a nest up there, like I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm out having a relaxing walk. So, yeah. so this this friend uh, posts uh, like a very similar experience just happening in her own backyard. Right. Um, where she's getting swooped at and shrieked at by this bird. And then all these people are also <laughs> commenting with very similar stories. <laughs> all from this year. Right. So this is just a right. thing now where these birds are just like, fuck you. Stay away from me. Yeah. Get out of my street. Never happened to me ever. That's wild. Just a couple of weeks ago. And Dude. I'm like, uh, uh, do I have to be afraid of birds now? Like when I go outside? I mean, I like would I, stay away from that block at minimum. Yeah. Like go for, go for a walk on a nice day, which is not. We're in the middle of a heat wave, which I'm sure everybody is right now, no matter where you are in yeah. the world. Listening to this, you're probably experiencing the same heat wave oh. as we are, where it's in the 90s all week, which, you know, at first I was just like, all right, the 90s. That's back when things, <laughs> a simpler time. No, the yeah. temperature is going to be in the 90s. Yeah, Fuck. not not the decade. Yeah, that's not what I was hoping for. I was really hoping, like, good, g- give me the wide pants and guys wearing alien T-shirts and the bleached hair and all that stuff. Like, I'm down. Bring it all back. Yeah, that's right. I'll take it compared to these days. Bring it back. <laughs> yes. Give me my youth. Yes, please. Please. Take me back to high school, yes. which was not a fun time at all. But still, like I will take that over adulthood I'll now. Go back like, to ninety-seven, so bad, please. Yeah, at least my body didn't hurt back then. <laughs> yeah, we had the bravado of just like we're immortal and invincible, and everything's yeah. going to be great. Like I could get out of bed and not sound like I'm stepping on walnuts. This was yeah. a, such a time. What a time in life. Had I but known. Ugh. Anyway, wow, that's uh, and you know yeah. what I, I got to admit wild, man. now during quarantine. It was actually when Corey, so it probably was Cape 124, because Corey was on the show. So I think it, it's fresh in my yeah, mind because like Corey just came on. Yeah. So it was like two years ago in quarantine when I shared a story about a bird showing up in my house. And then it happened again a couple of weeks later. There's a different bird experience. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it only takes one for you to have a complex about like, it's a fucking bird. Anytime I hear yeah. a noise in the, in the house, because especially living alone, I'm like, is that a fucking bird? Like, is that a bird in the house? Like, yeah. that's, I, I immediately, my brain goes to like, it's a bird. Or I did have two instances. This has been addressed, and I didn't bring it up to you guys at all. There was an issue at the beginning of the year with mice, two mice. It has been taken care of. <laughs> so I was like, 
Yeah, Jack's sleeping on the floor in an air mattress. He doesn't want to wake up with like a mouse on his chest. Yeah. Luna. <laughs> sleeping in the couch. Luna. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, Jack misses like having a cat the one time. He's just like, fuck. Yeah. Why is so there something? It's already into the house because none of that. And like the house we live in right now is, mm-hmm. is older. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a blessing to have the cat be like security because apparently mice can sense that from a, from like far away. Like, oh shit, there's a cat there or something mm. like that. So, okay. Well, yeah. let's hope so because yeah, the way your cat mice. the way your cat is, your cat would just have a panic attack and actually wouldn't protect Probably. you at all because I've never seen a more angst ridden cat or anxious cat rather than <laughs> Luna. Yeah. I I maintain that. She probably like, would just be. We just run away and jump in the drawer. I stopped by when you when we all went yeah, out. I saw we her. went she to the boardwalk like, for the day, and she was yeah. And she knows me. <laughs> that doesn't like, matter. I know. You apparently don't play with not. Her every like day. Been, it's me yeah. and Noel, and that's yeah. it. That's yeah, but how long did it take for that cat to get used to you? Be honest. Uh, because you two were obviously uh, we she, were at odds for the first two several years, years. Yeah. two yeah. fucking years, two to three years. But yeah, yeah. so it's just not going to happen, man. Just. Yeah, no, I don't care. Know. Listen, I, same with people. I don't like cats. They don't like me. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I don't she like kinda cats either. She kind of likes Noelle's mom, and that's about it, because she comes over and feeds For non-residents? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Non-co-inhabitors? Yeah. Noelle's mom is the one. The only one. Yeah. I don't she know, because I saw- you, Ryan. Really? Yeah. Does she? Yeah. She was. She kind of comes up and like just looks at you, but like my brother, my two brother-in-laws, like my, my brother-in-law Alonzo and my brother-in-law Adam, because they're taller than me, she freaks out. She Maybe that's what it is, because I'm taller than you, too. But like you, no. you're kind of and mellow, and she just just looks at you and just goes away. Because you're tiny. Yeah, that's what it is. Tiny and mellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, what am I gonna do? You know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But we found the episode title. Yeah. Welcome to Cape Two Hundred Eight. Tiny and mellow. Tiny and mellow. So. <laughs> there it is. It's either it's either the ep- the episode title or. The best morning show team you've never heard of. It's Tiny and yeah, Mellow in the morning. Tiny and Mellow on 97.7. Oh, you got, look at you. Step it up like a pro. So you, you've been at this long enough. I bet you know you had that in you. I didn't. And look at you. No, it just came out. You immediately, I just. I yeah. pitched it as a, a morning team and you just went right in for it. You're I like, I don't. Career path for you, yeah. pal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly you guys need to be Tiny and Mellow now. Yeah. We're, we're making this a sketch. All right. Hey, we're coming at you from Red Bank, New Jersey. It's Tiny and Mellow on the morning show. Kate 210 with Corey Pierce. I never even grazed the concept of being, you know, known anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. Like, it, even when we first, like, we, we were doing a lot of, like, hardcore shows and stuff like that, and the show started getting bigger. Like, they went from, you know, really shitty, um, you know, nobody to <laughs> 25 heads. Then somewhere in there, there was, like, and I think this happens over any, any, all over your career. There's like jumps. So it jumped from like, it was like, wow, man, we're playing in front of a hundred kids. This shit's crazy. You know, I'm like, that was like, my mind was blown that a hundred right. people would even bother to watch us. Then eventually kind of jumped, they made a big jump. And it was like, we played in front of like 300 or 350 kids. And it was like, whoa, you know, this shit is crazy, man. You see people going crazy, <laughs> you know, and that's, you know, then there's the, you know, those, those constant jumps, those little jumps that happen. And I remember we did a show at the Birch Hill. Um, oh, man. And it was a Morbid Angels show. And we were like a local band on the show, but it was still like a lot of people. And just the vibe itself was like a more, you know, like a real show. Mm-hmm. It wasn't at, you know. The Legion Hall. Yeah, or, it wasn't a firehouse or a VFW yeah, hall or something. Which yeah. a lot of those shows then were were 
freaking good. They were oh, always yeah. packed. There was a lot of them packed then. Um, but that was the, the first show. I was like, oh, man, this shit could be it's real. You know, like it felt real. Right. You know, like we're a real band. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Um, at that point, I didn't really think about being, you know, whatever you want to call it, famous or known or play in front of a lot of people or even that it was like but we started to get the goal in our heads like okay you know we could get signed to a record label you know and and make some records or do something like that you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then after that it was kind of like we hit this phase where we were doing the initial stuff with nine volts and all of that and then it, it just kind of like things sort of just snowballed for instance, really quickly, it's like we went from just playing here at Middlesex County College, and then it was all, all of a sudden it was like, okay, we got offered this record deal. And then like pretty soon after that, we signed it, and then it was like, okay, here's what you're going to do with, with the next huge chunk of your life. You know right. what I mean? Like, And I, you, know, you kind of think about it, but you don't really know the details of it, and it's all very big and very surreal. And then you know, before you know it, we were out – with uh, Nevermore, Opeth, and Angel Dust. Right. And that tour ran into a Cradle of Filth tour, and so on and so on. Yeah, because, I mean, you guys got, I mean, Century Media was the label for metal yeah, at that time. That time. I absolutely. Mean, I mean, um, you know, them and Ro- obviously Roadrunner. Right, and Nuclear and, Blast in, in Europe, you know, those were like kind of the ones that, the, the biggest yeah. ones. And they, that were the, was, they were the biggest ones. That was my aware, um, first awareness of Godfrey. I mean, I, I should say the first time I, I heard the music because I remember seeing, you know, again, in the 90s, you know, especially I started paying attention to that stuff when I started playing guitar, like I said, in 97, when, uh, you know, EC Rocker and the Aquarian, you know, and you look at the local mm-hmm. shows and everything mm-hmm. and seeing the name all over the place. But I, I think it was the Identity 7 or 8, the Century Media compilations that would come out every year. And you guys had a track on on that. And that was the first time I'd heard of the band. And it was still one of those things like as a band from Jersey on Century Media Records, you know, like one of the biggest labels for the genre. I mean, internationally, because, I mean, you're talking about Opeth and Nevermore and all these other bands, you know, it's, this is some local yeah, label. It's a big were, deal, you know. Yeah, all those bands were on Century Media. It's Nevermore and, and Stuck Mojo are two of the biggest reasons that we were so pumped about century media obviously right. strapping young lad too and mm-hmm. it was just like man these bands are fucking sick they have all these sick bands that's where you need to that's where we need to be um i mean i also think at the time we thought like certain things like road run like it didn't even seem like that was like it was like you know uh century media was about extreme metal like really extreme metal and yeah. we thought like that's that's a place that is going to be you know, where we should be at. Yeah. And then like right before it happened, Shadow Soul had gotten signed to uh Century Media, like right before us. Oh. And um we had done done some shows. Uh like we, you know, when Esther used to have the shit at the Bear Stadium, whatnot. Right. And that's when you right. kind of got to see like, man, it's all these bands. We saw Skin Lab, who was on Century Media, <laughs> you right. know. Wow. And it kind of wow. like everything sort of changed direction. Then obviously once you get out in it and you start touring your whole world shifts because you start to see what how shit really is and how things start to work. Right. So then yep. your mindset changes because then you start to get hungry for, you know, because when you first start touring, it's 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 fun, but it's shitty because yeah. you're broke. <laughs> I mean, really broke. I mean, in debt broke when you get home every time. Oh, God, you know yeah. What I mean? like, yeah. All the stories everybody hears. Surviving, yeah. You know, <laughs> drinking the drinking the the Bud Light cans, 30 pack 
You know, every <laughs> night that's what you're getting on the rider, getting right. that that solid hundred fifty to two hundred fifty dollars a night if you're if you're if you're right. doing good. You and know, what maybe I mean? <laughs> two drink tickets per man, maybe. <laughs> well, I, I gotta say this, and, and I, I will say this. I will put this out there. Um, and I don't know how many other people in other bands can say this, but I can say this pretty securely. All the bands that took us out, headlining bands, treated us with a lot of respect. And um, they were all pretty uh, sharing and gracious mm -hmm. with us across the years. Like, I can't really say anything bad about any headlining band that took us out. Everybody treated us pretty, pretty well, whether it was Anthrax or Nevermore or throughout the late, you know, Hatebreed. Hatebreed took us on, on, the, on, on show so many times. I started to think we we might as well move in at Jamie's goddamn house. <laughs> it was like every year we were playing, and I I mean we loved it. You know what I mean? It mm. was like they're great dudes, and and we got to do like these huge you know shows and stuff. But it was like I don't feel like any any of the headlining bands really treated us with like disrespect or anything. Like they, I've heard a lot of terrible stories. Oh yeah, there's some horror stories out there about. I've heard some terrible stories. I was like, I don't know, man. I didn't see that. I didn't see that side. Like, and I mean, there's been, you know, a lot of bands we've, we've, you know, Slipknot took us out for off the and headlining deeds, Slayer. Like they treated us with a lot of respect and they never like, you know, it was never like, Oh, you guys can't have this. You can't do that. You know, yeah, I no remember sound check, you know, on, stuff like that. I remember Mick coming on stage when we were sound checking, yelling at, at sound guys to make sure that our monitors were correct, correct and threatening not to play the show if we didn't <laughs> really if we didn't have correct sound i was like damn <laughs> you know but, but see, that's, um, that's awesome because bands that have gone through that already they don't want to do that to the opening well, band think, they want to be better than that which is great because so many people get to a certain level and then they don't even care about the opening band so the fact I that they actually it really just depends on the people in the band. I mean, yes. obviously there's a lot of acts and I'm not saying in just metal, but just in general throughout the industry mm. where obviously they get big and they start feeling themselves a lot. And I get it. You know what I mean? When you achieve success, it's going to affect your confidence and your ego and all kinds of things. I just feel like certain people handle it better than others. Right. You know I mean? Obviously certain people, like they're handling success, but they're not handling it gracefully. Yeah. You know what I mean? And certain people, they are literally, literally handle it gracefully and they know how to behave themselves in a manner that's not condescending or demeaning or where they're trying to be better than anyone, even though on a certain level from a certain way of looking at things, they are 100% better than you, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't, they just don't treat people that way. Right. Um, I have seen, you know, where people do definitely you know, they're shitty to people or it's always kind of like that underlying passive aggressive sort of uh, thing going on where, you know, they're not coming outright and insulting people, but they're kind of like talking down to people in that way where you could tell like, oh, you know, you're just a, like they're a pleb and shit. And yeah, I, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen it a lot and I don't like that shit at all. Um, I've even on occasion experienced a little bit of that, but my thing is I will snap at you if you say some shit like that <laughs> or act like that to me. I don't care who you are. I will come out of my face. Right. But, um, you know, that's Jersey too. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that shows up more often than you just, people realize. You're just taught here. <laughs> you're taught in New Jersey not to just take, you just don't take shit. That's just not how it works in life. Right. And the thing but, is with um, success, like it also amplifies, I mean, from what I've seen, it amplifies what's already there. People who were cool are going to continue to be cool. People who mm -hmm. have an ego or people look down on other people 
you know, or like competitive with other bands because there's always that people get super competitive about it. Like there's only so much and I can't give up mm. any because that means, you know, I I'll lose it if I help anybody else out. I feel like anybody who achieves any success, it's just what's already there is, is just going to grow. And it could be being gracious and being generous with the other bands, or it could be you were an asshole to start and now you're just a bigger asshole with some success behind you. Yeah, that's that's a lot. I mean, yes, I agree <laughs> with that uh, 150%. Uh, and I've seen, uh, um, you know, a lot of one and a little of the other. Mm. I've seen a lot more cool people than shitty people. Yeah. But yeah. when you do see shitty people, it's just like, man, you know, it, it's it makes you like, I understand it on a certain level, like I said, because I understand that success is going to affect your ego and it's going to affect your confidence level. And it's technically justifiable as far as that goes. Mm. But, you know, like like that saying, go just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and that's something I feel like a lot of people don't consider. They're just shitty and they think that they're better than somebody else. And it's like I often say to people, like, you know, you're not out there saving lives writing metal songs or rock songs or whatever you're you're not fucking doing brain surgery or yeah exactly you're take not, a like, step back you're not really yeah take a step back and realize what you really are you know you're you're a motherfucker that got a little bit lucky and had some talent yeah you know because there's plenty of people that have a lot of talent that ain't never leaving their basement because yeah. they just didn't they didn't get that break they didn't get that look they didn't have the whatever it was timing or whatever that went into not just having talent and a look or whatever, they didn't have all the components. Right. You know? Yeah. The stars and, didn't align for them, even though they deserve it. And then there are people who don't deserve it or who haven't earned it as much, maybe who, you know, the stars just, yeah, line I up mean, for them. And everything just went their way. You exactly. Know? I mean, life's not fair. <laughs> yeah. No shit. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. We all know you it know, too well. Good. What was actually the first gig like? Because, you know, you mentioned Court Tavern, which I, believe i remember right was the first god forbid gig it, it was it was absolutely terrible <laughs> <laughs> did you guys go with all originals was that your first gig i mean we never did we never did like a cover set ever. No? you know we we just started off playing our own shit and um the only person that that was there was um i believe was doc and Dallas's dad and this dude jeff ignatowitz that, that uh we used to work with but that was it it's three people uh well i mean other than i mean the other band, than the, two, the the bartender and you know the guy at the door yeah it was two it was two people i believe <laughs> it was terrible it was absolutely terrible right it was soul crushing and and hurtful but i mean and then you're like it can only uh, go up from here <laughs> i mean i think it's just like any other part like if you're an actor or mm. you're a singer or whatever um you you know you're gonna more than likely you're gonna have to go through that shit like we like you say some people they just skip right over all that shit you know they they go you know they never toured in a band they never have to deal with any of that shit they just fucking go and then things just go their way and it's just the perfect setup the perfect storm whatever you want to call it yeah um, that was not our situation by any means you know. <laughs> it was rugged, <laughs> you know, um, it was very rugged and it continued to be off and on rugged here and there. But I mean, I think any, any industry you're in, that's in, you know, any part of the entertainment industry that you're in, you're going to have to deal with that. Cape 197. What was weird though, about eight months ago, 
I thought I had kidney stones again. I had kidney again? stones once. Yeah, yes. I had them twice. Well, I had them once, I, mm. and I it there is no pain like that. And I had it when I was like forty three or forty four. Mm. So I was like, mother, it was <laughs> I the worst pain in the world. You get up in at like four o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and you go to take a leak, and you're like, holy shit, something's wrong here because you can't pee, you can't do anything, and you're like, oh my god, and then this pain starts in your like either one side or both sides of your kidneys and you're like uh, it feels like you have to puke but you can't puke and you're like this is there's something wrong yeah. there's there's, there's nothing you can do to stave off this pain it's just it's exactly. there to stay and it's it's sitting and there and it's like hey yeah like howdy i'm your 4 a.m friend and i'm like motherfucker i went to to go lie back down and um curl up into the fetal position because you're like i am now a baby again <laughs> and it, nothing's going on and i'm like fuck i gotta go to the hospital mm. i said something so i sneak out of my house i'm like i don't want to wake my wife up so i went to i drove myself and i'm like to the emergency hunched over the steering wheel like oh holy shit and i went in and they're like sounds like you've got kidney stones so i'm like i'm only 44 they're like should have happened about five years ago. Then I'm like, you're considered oh. so lucky. Yeah, yeah. Staved it off for this many years. So, um, and then they gave me the best drugs I've ever had. Oh my god, they were so good. And um, it passed within uh, about eight hours after that. Oh really? Yeah, because oh, they wow. gave me uh, uh, Flomax <laughs> and like this really great like Demerol. I was like, ah. Oh. And then and they're like, here, pee into this strainer. I'm like, give me more Demerol. I'll pee into anything. Right. I'll, pee, I'll pee all over this place, man. I, 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 yeah. So, oh and, what? and I kept the goddamn thing. Because they're like, keep it in this little thing. And I'm like, I kept it. And they're like, we don't want that. And I'm like, well, I'll sell it. So, right. Uh, right up on eBay. Right, next 40 like, comes in. I'm sitting just like this. All of a sudden, somebody comes up from behind me. Like this with a little pill bottle, shakes it in front of my face. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, that's my kidney stone. I'm like, get the fuck thing out of my face, man. Uh, that thing, like, you peed that thing out, man. Get that out of true. my face. But do you still have it? Uh, no, I got. Uh, they signed it? it and sold it on. Yeah, eBay. I sold it I mean, on eBay. On, but, it. Um, sold so, on a GalaxyCon virtual meet and greet. There you go. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. Put in everybody's swag bag. One available. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just kept re- peeing it out. You can re- right. reproduce um, them. Apparently, you make them yourself. Yeah, they're so like pearls. Yeah. It's great. Right. Sell them yeah. on Etsy. Um, <laughs> you want a purple one? No problem. Hold on one second. Uh, but eight months ago, I got I had the same pain. Yeah, like, motherfucker. Uh, and uh, went to the doctor, and it turned out it was a um, a full fledged urinary tract UTI, infection. Yeah. Oh. I was like, hold, and and it went all the way up into my kidneys and gave me a double kidney infection. Mm. So I was like out of commission for like four days. And I'm anybody who knows me knows that. I don't get sick. Right. You know, it's, this is like, holy shit. You you actually pulled, you were going to be on the show and you actually had to pull out because yeah. of that. Cause you were just like, I, I can't, Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't do it. And I'm like, and don't listen, feel better. Do what you got to do. So they put me on antibiotics, gets me through, but the symptoms persisted for ever <laughs> up until about, Two months ago, I had to go to a urologist, and now I have oh. a urologist. <laughs> Nobody wants to have a fucking urologist. No, no. you know, you're like, um, oh. like you said, a man of a certain age. Now I've got a urologist. So, um, I was being polite. And what does, exactly. he, what does he do for you? 
Deep keeps me in Flomax, and this is Flomax. <laughs> Flomax. Wait, so that's part of the routine. What is, yeah, what, what does Flomax do? Flomax just opens you up and lets you pee because that's what happens. Sometimes the urinary uh, tract walls um, they they close down. You get older, shit starts. You that, know, that Mike Zapsic, he's got a narrow urethra. Yeah. Urethra. <laughs> yeah. So it opens. That you boy up. ain't right. Damn it! I, <laughs> damn it, Mike. No, Damn it. And that's on the table for you. So that's something. That's to look good to know. Oh, I'm very happy. Yes. That's my so purse. I don't know. The you. ego shrinks. That's the prostate grows. I don't know you. Don't ever take pissing for granted, Chris. Don't ever take <laughs> pissing for granted. Wow. And to close us out, Cape 203. My mom is an animal hoarder. So you have hoarders who hoard in everything in their house, and it's gross. She hoards animals? She will collect animals. I self-proclaim. I, she's not been technically diagnosed with anything, but we had a lot of animals growing up. I, it, I hope alive, right? Yeah. Okay, good, good, Yeah, good. they were all stuffed that's on what, the she wall. Could, <laughs> No, she, that's a thing. Those are my uh, pits. No, but she, she couldn't stand to see an animal suffer, basically. So if she right. found an animal that was Like on the orphaned, side of the road, yes. she would just take it. And she would always have, oh. we had, at one point we had like 13 dogs, like 16 cats. Damn. So and yeah. she loved animals. She had, we had rats. We had an iguana. This we was had, some house. We had a- uh, Animal house, the birds. real story. One specific bird, she named her Asia. Okay. And this bird was born with only one claw. Had one claw, one nub. And it was pretty funny to see the bird kind of balance on my mom's shoulder and everything. It was <clears throat> nice bird. One day, one day, this bird got its leg caught in like a string in my mom's closet. And this is the claw leg. Yeah. And couldn't get out. So chewed its claw off. And that <gasps> was just two nubs. <laughs> And it was the funniest thing to watch this bird try to balance on my mom's shoulder. With two nubs. Trying to just like, on one side, like one side of the shoulder, the other side of the shoulder, and balance with his face. It was great. You she that? lived like a couple more years. That animalistic need to like, the only way I can survive this is to chew off my one good leg. Can you imagine? Oh my God, that's so, that's. That's more sad to me than anything. That's so Most people wild. have said that is a sad story, and I don't lead with that one anymore, usually. <laughs> They're like, but, oh, but hear this hilarious story. But you hear about my mom's mutilated bird? But here's the <laughs> fucked up thing, though, is that I, as sad as it is, I find it equally funny. It's yeah. really, really funny. It's almost like when my mom's potbelly pig broke into the fridge and ate a pound of bologna, and we thought <gasps> she was dying. <laughs> Fucking cannibal. <laughs> Harley. Oh, okay. Well, now you gotta you gotta tell the pig story. Well, it's Harley. That was it. I mean, he broke into the fridge. And no, ate no. a pound of bologna, and then we, my mom found him like on the side, sit laying in the kitchen, barely breathing, and she's like, "What's wrong with Harley?" <laughs> she ate the bologna. He ate an entire pound of bologna because that's all we lived on: mac and cheese, bologna, and peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, oh mac God. and cheese with sliced bologna in it. Um, but that pig eventually took a bite out of somebody. Oh yeah, the pig. The pig did not like to be fed last, liked to be fed first. And when the guy we asked to feed our animals fed the dogs first, the pig bit him. <laughs> and we had to put him down. The guy was real mad. He tasted blood. Yeah, that's a, yeah that was pretty a, much. 
I mean, Jack's there was a time where we had, but like the a, dude needed 15 stitches. Yeah. I don't know. He, like he, it was he a got, bite. Like it was got, a real, he got a chunk taken out of his leg. Yeah. My, my dad one time went under the house in the crawl space to like fix something. And then when, well, was under there, like fucking alien turned aside and there's the pig right there next to him under the crawl space. And he's like, if this pig decided to attack me, I'm dead. Oh my, oh my God. God. Like alien. That would be frightening. Fucking scary. The thing's 250 pounds. How the hell did it crawl under the crawl? I mean, there's a big open hole inside of the belly. There was like a thing covering it. Yeah, but 250. I mean, that's more than I weigh. I mean, just the idea of crawl. I don't know. Wow. I mean, I don't know. That pig wasn't six feet tall, was it? Because I don't know how it slipped in. Anyway, so there's a a new Corey story that I have not heard. I'm eagerly anticipating this because I know this is going to be. Let's go. Let's do it. But that's just a sample of the animal stories that are part of an earful of. Noise. So in the my best of Corey. in my youth, last year, um, <laughs> I was a more of a proponent of eating uh, certain baked goods. Are with we all certain um, bear claws? Just say bear claws. It was the weed. Okay. Edibles. Gotcha. I I enjoyed partaking. Now, granted, I'll preface: I don't I don't do that anymore. I can't. My job. But last year when it was illegal. Last year when it was illegal. So I have a I have a friend who she lost her father to COVID, mm-hmm. and she was going through a really tough time. And um, she asked me. She said, "Corey, do you think maybe one night you could bring over uh, like an edible or something, and we can just have a good night, just kind of like forget our troubles for the night?" And I'm like, "Sure, absolutely." And I just so happen to have a friend who was going to. Um, Asked if we wanted something because I, I'm my my anxiety would be too much. I would be like I couldn't buy marijuana, I couldn't do any of that stuff because I would just be too anxious. I'd be like calling up to the guy in the back alley and be like, "Do um, you sell the weed?" Yeah, it's like <laughs> I have a nickel. Can I have one of those bags, please? It's like you know that's not really what it costs, okay, right? I'm not that bad, but I don't know. Has yet to be seen, but, but I don't know how much they cost. But anyway, um, I don't know what nickel bag means, but. So we got. But I like a, how you remind me. <laughs> so I got uh, two cookies, one for each of us. <laughs> one whole cookie for each of you. One whole cookie for each of us. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I knew that was a lot. I'm like, there's no way. I'm I'm a responsible adult. We'll each eat half. So we each ate half. Now we're in her father's house. And. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with milligrams with in regards to uh, the weed, um, but I was used to ingesting like 50 milligrams, milligrams and that was good enough. And that was good enough. Mm-hmm. This cookie was 600. Oh, my God. Oh, and no. I ate 300. No. And she had not ever had an edible in her life. <gasps> Dude. Um. I lost my mind. <laughs> oh. I, everything became internal for me. I was sitting there stone-faced on the couch, staring at her, who was very external with her outbursts. Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. losing her mind externally to the point where, um, there was a point where she, she, would, she came in all happy, and then she did one of those... <sighs> Like, very comical. She was like, I'm so happy. And then put her mouth over, her finger over her mouth. Cheeks puffed out. 
ran outside, threw up oh. <laughs> over the side of the deck, came back and said, I'm fine. <laughs> and then that happened for like, now I'm thinking this entire time, I fucked up. I fucked up real bad. And like, I have to like, I'm thinking to myself, so if you're this, sitting in a trance just thinking, I fucked up, I fucked up too much, too and much. I'm, and she's thinking I'm fine. Because <laughs> I'm not doing anything because I'm just sitting there. Right. And in my head, I'm just, I'm I'm like, I'm going to jail. <laughs> I'm going to prison. Her her husband, I have to call her husband. I have to tell him that what I did. And he is going to be the most disappointed person in the world in me right now. All the while this is happening, his like, her her... Her grandmother, not really grandmother, it's like weird. Some an older lady that was living with her father. Okay. That's For all kind intents of like and a, purposes. Her grandmother, grandmother was sitting light. there the entire time experiencing this whole thing. You didn't know what that she was just kind of sitting there experiencing. You didn't cut granny in on some of the no. you had a lot of milligrams to share and no. you shared none of them. No, no. Did you did get not. so high you ate the other half of the cookie? No, no, we did not eat any Okay. Because that but would have been okay. Was, it it progressed for through the night. I thought it was just it kept getting worse and just kept getting a little worse. And I'm like, well, when's the time I'm going to start calling an ambulance? Because this is <laughs> this is my life now. I've ruined this another life. <clears throat> and uh, she started coming down after a while, and wow. she went to sleep. And uh, she'll never do that ever again. And Was that the last time you had an edible? No. Really? No. I know so many people have had bad trips like that, and they're just like, never again. No. Her, she had a real bad Me. trip. Mine was just real strong. Yeah? You? Yeah. I... Okay. It's fucking respect the blackout's fault. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> I'm not even playing. I they they bought in weed infused mac and cheese. And oh. and they were like, Yeah, a plateful won't a get green you. Green box of lies. <laughs> you say a plateful? <laughs> yeah, they said a plateful won't get you fucked up. So I went oh, back they, for they, seconds. <laughs> and then you don't remember what happened next. No, I do remember what happened next because there's actual video proof of it happening. Oh, I need this video. So, I pay enough money but, but, for no, this goddamn studio. But, no, I but you know what? Video. It's not even... It's You know what? Let me let me rephrase. It's more audio because the episode that this happens... Oh, it's out. You can, yeah, Is it's it out. out. Okay. You can hear because with respect to Blackout, I was a very talkative podcast. We would hang out. Yeah. Kind of yeah, like yeah. how we do here. And in the beginning, so very talkative, chicks, and so I'm eating, better. and then you start to notice I get real quiet towards the end. Yeah. And they point it out at the end, and like, yo, Christian, you good? And I don't even say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so then I realize I fucked up, and it got worse when I stood up. I was like, oh, oh yeah. no. And then I was like, I have to drive home. Yep. So I drove home. Just 12 miles hot. an hour, <laughs> dude. It was snowing. So oh, shit. when I tell you oh, that, they but, shouldn't have let you drive home. Like but that, here's, man. but here's where it was really funny though. Cause I drove home and I was, it was fine. Mm -hmm. It was literally just, I was like, Oh my God, I'm in star Wars right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going light you speed. You're going light speed. Yeah. I'm going ludicrous speed. <laughs> this is amazing. But then, look at all the colors of the stars. But then it got, and then it got annoying when I got mm -hmm. home because my thoughts are already very loud. So I kept hearing like the same couple of thoughts over and over again. And I was mm -hmm. just like, "Fuck this!" So I went to bed, and I already knew like the space around me. I was, I was fucked. I was like, mm -hmm. "Things are moving that shouldn't be moving." My Yoda is speaking to me. <laughs> um, and then I woke up. It was even worse. I was high for three days. 
No, really? It, you yeah. can you can kind of it can carry over for a while. Yeah, see, that's the shit that I, I mean. I know people are it's very scientific like, about it. It's not I, like to the point where it's debilitating still, but you know that you're it still. Yeah, you're, you know you can still like feel it. There's like residue. My, my mom was asking me what was wrong for three days, and I couldn't tell her. I was like, I'm fine. Vertigo. <laughs> it's vertigo. Yeah, that's it. But my here's the thing. My mom smokes, and she she knows that I've smoked in the past before. But I was just so like. You really, even knowing that you couldn't come clean to her just to be like, uh. I was just like, wow. Like I, I was so taken aback that it had hit that hard, right. that I was just like, and I haven't smoked weed or done anything weed related since. And that was almost two years ago. And that is an excellent place to end volume one. And it's even a little bit of a teaser because that episode is from June. Fast forward to November. Christian and I did an episode with Mike Zapsik, who was at the studio that night, and they all accidentally got high. So now you're getting the perspective of what happened that night, also from Mike, as well as Christian kind of explaining it a bit. So there's more of a reason to check out Volume 2, and why wouldn't you anyway? Because you just listened to Volume 1, you made it to the end, I'm sure you laughed a lot, so enjoy yourself. You deserve it. Listen to Volume 2, get yourself another two and a half hours of laughs. And in addition to these compilations... A lot of video clips are up on YouTube from 2022 because I put out clips the week the episodes go out. So that's kind of like the expanded best of if you want to go check out videos on YouTube from last year. You will see the video counterparts from some segments you heard in Volume 1 and some more that are in Volume 2. But then there are other bits as well. It stands to reason that the best parts of each episode would be released the week of the episode. You know, they turn into video clips. So make sure you check that out, as well as follow the show on TikTok and Instagram at Cape Pod. And you can follow me on Twitter and TikTok at Chris Abalo and on Instagram at Chris Sells Out. Once again, thank you for following, liking, sharing, subscribing, of course. It is very much appreciated. And once again, the show returns Monday, April 24th to kick off 2023. So until next time, this is Chris Abalo and this was yet another experiment.